Should we all just talk at the same time so that we can make sure that we're kind of sounding the right, sure. the same? Yeah, my name's Anthony. Um, I don't really like pickles too much. I think they're a weird food. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm possibly allergic to pickles. So, really? Yeah. What do you mean possibly? Well, because I was told I was allergic to pickles when I was young, but then, so then I just never ate them. So I don't know if that was like just, I had an allergy to something else and I just never ate pickles. So I'll never know, but I'm not going to risk it. Cause I don't, why am I going to risk it for pickles? Delicious. You know? Cause they're delicious. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's I fair. I like cucumbers. Pickles. Cucumbers okay, are fine. Good. Pickles. Pickles are just spicy cucumbers, bro. Yeah. Pickle. Wait. What? Yeah. They're just spicy cucumbers. Yeah. That have been like left over and fermented. They're vinegar cucumbers. All right, this is changing a lot. Mm. This is changing a lot. This is paradigm shifting. You Are didn't you? know that pickles were cucumbers? No, I didn't. Oh. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't bother with things I don't like learning about them. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, this is kind of shattering my entire universe right now. Yeah, it's just you fermented cucumbers and then they taste delicious. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot more sense because I was always like, what the hell is a default pickle that doesn't get vinegared up? Okay, so we're learning. Yeah. Yeah, the elusive default pickle. We're not recording yet, are we? Oh yeah, no. we are recording. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit! Everyone's this is going to know episode? that you don't didn't know that pickles were cucumbers. Oh, fuck yeah! Well, we didn't bring you on. Like, this is like something you put like in the uh, yeah. Open yeah. <laughs> yeah. We and didn't. then uh, I say, hey everyone, uh, this is Hot Guys, and then I put the theme song in right here. Okay, cool. So is that what's happening right now? Yeah. Did the theme song just go in? Yeah. It did. We just um, heard it and we loved it. We loved it. Awesome. Thanks, Connor. Uh, <laughs> my name's Harper. I'm Jonathan. And, and we have a special guest with us today. Yeah, heck yeah. My name's Anthony. Hey, Anthony. How's it going? It's it's going. It's a, it's a warm Sunday morning. Yeah. In it's... sunny Los Angeles. Yeah, hell yeah. That's where all the good podcasts are recorded from. That's so true. Um, also in the studio, we have executive producer Giovanni Bayani, uh, who you may hear occasionally in the background, but he's going to be quiet, he says. We'll see about that. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll do him a hit. <laughs> anyway, we didn't bring you on for your pickle expertise. No, we didn't. So it's fine. That's a damn shame because I have a lot to say about the pickle. You do. Kind of. I think, actually, I think I just said all I have to say about the pickle <laughs> as a food stuff. So we're good. <laughs> just that you don't like it? Uh yeah, not really. What about in like a sandwich? Yeah, sometimes. Because that adds that crunch. Yeah, so I like things really plain. So, it, it, like if you add Except it, for your sleeping, which you like yes. to be an adventure. Yes, uh, I prefer the term pioneer. <laughs> yes, um, excuse me. But yeah, when it comes to foods, I like them very, very plain. And so, you know, if I were going to have pickles, I'd probably just add the pickles, which means my my mouth would be brutally aware of the fact that I have just added a pickle to my sandwich or burger or what have gotcha. you. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, 
and I think there's like an inherent anxiety too to like adding something to a sandwich that you don't normally do because it's like okay well how's this gonna taste and you know can I ask you a question yeah when you go to soup plantation what does your plate look like um I've actually never been to soup plantation oh my and that is not for like any particular reason like you know I'm shaking my fist at the man that is soup plantation or anything Uh it's not like I, I don't I've just never been. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to remedy that at some point. Does Soup Plantation have a lot of pickles? Is that... No, I just... Um, I feel... I understand the desire to eat things separately. Yes. So when I go to Soup Plantation, Gio knows this because we're Soup Plantation friends. Uh, my plate is the same every time, basically. And it's everything is... like. There's two ways you can do this, basically. You can have a salad where you just pile everything on, you know? You, you go through a salad bar. Sure. So you could just pile everything on to be one salad. Or you could do it how I do it, which is I have just the lettuce part of the salad separate. And then I have, in, like, in sections. It looks very, like... Like serial almost killer? neurotically sectioned, sure. yeah. Uh-huh. So with those, those little tricolor noodles, I have, um, like three or four cucumber slices lined up which we have just learned are pre-pickles pre-pickles yes, yes. Okay. and then i do like a pile of cheddar cheese like a little circle and then i do a pile of carrots okay. um and then a pile of corn and then um uh, i think that and then i get a little cup of ranch dressing but also i put ranch dressing just on the lettuce and then the rest of it i like to dip in the ranch dressing or pour over it later i can't explain it but it's a very unique process okay i have the utmost respect for this i like the fact that it is very systematic and Mm -hmm. that you have it down to a t do you cycle foods so you go one by one i have a bite of this a bite of that a bite of this no i do i do one food at a time Oh, so I do the noodles the... first, first to and completion. Then, yeah. Oh my god. And then I do, and then I do the cucumber slices, and then I'll probably do the corn, and then I'll probably do the carrots, and then I'll probably do the cheese, and then I'll do the lettuce last. This is fascinating, and my next question is why. I don't know. I've just always done it that way. I never stopped doing it. That it just way. feels right. Yeah, I've done it that way since I was a kid. I may have watched you do this since we went to elementary school, and maybe I just never thought anything of it. That's possible, but this is just specifically a soup plantation thing. Okay, this is just okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, I've I've always been a particular eater. Okay. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. I definitely eat foods in order. I always eat foods in order. Okay. Separately. Hmm. I like that. Thank you. It's alarming, but I like that. (laughs) I feel like this is an episode of Mindhunter, (laughs) and we're profiling you. Yeah, and then this is going to explain. Why she killed those seven people? Yeah, mm-hmm. in order to completion. Yeah, right. Like you killed one person fully, then yeah, you melted Nancy them. Noodle, right? Uh, then uh, Carl Cucumber, uh, and then uh, Chuck E. Cheese. And then oh God, Caleb Cornman, not Chuck. Yeah. Then uh, um, Kevin Carrots. And then who can forget then about Lettuce Boy? Lettuce Boy, Larry Lettuce, the most tragic of them all. Yeah, really. Most gruesome, Dawson Ranch. Do you have any weird food stuff, Jonathan? Not really. Do I have any weird food stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Gio says yes. What is it, Gio? It's more of a, he has to sit down to eat. He has to sit down to eat? Oh, yeah. yeah. You have it's to... more like a thing. Than like, you, like, you kind of have to be sitting usually at a table to eat, like not in a chair or on, in bed. Okay, well, the bed thing has to do with the fact that I'm like lack coordination and then if you yeah. if i spill food you're gonna like look at me and be like jonathan mm-hmm. but would so, you otherwise 
Possibly. I mean, okay. I've eaten food standing. Like, I go, like, I eat a lot of the hot dogs from the food carts. You know, those ones that just are out and about. Yeah. In like, LA. you don't have to sit down on the curb for No, like yeah. A... I'll just, I'll stand and eat those. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then I, but, you know, there's like a, a requisite amount of spillage that happens, and that is the when, rats can go. When you have to that. stand to eat things, are you actively thinking about the fact that you are standing eating whatever food stuff you're consuming? I don't know. I think because because I'm used to, because that's the there's no seating option really, so that I'm just kind of like okay, this is how it has to be done. But if I'm walking, it's gonna be harder. But that's just that really just comes down to a lack of like coordination that a table affords me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's not really like it's not really that I'm so particular about it. It's just that it's easier for me and everyone around me if I'm sitting down and eating. Okay. Well. Well. Speaking of snacks, we're here to talk about Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that's a transition. I'm allowed to swear, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swearing yeah, is yeah, fine this here. Is Hell a, yeah. This is a family podcast. Yeah. Good. And that family's the Mansons. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Someone just made a movie about them, kind of. Yeah, they're... Which, oh, yeah. They're kind of popping up, because there's another thing. I think that um, guy is playing Matt Smith Manson is playing... in two different things, isn't he? Is he? Matt Smith? Doctor no, 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 Who no, no, is no. playing the, no, Manson? No, the, yeah, the he dude, is. The dude, in, um, the dude in Hollywood. Once oh. Hollywood. He's playing Charles Manson in two different Interesting. projects. Well, I mean, when you have the look. He sure does. Yeah. That's a weird typecasting. Yeah. So, Anthony, what's your relationship with Ethan Hawke? All right, so my relationship with Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke, excuse me, is interesting because um, I'll be brutally honest, I feel very little for Ethan Hawke, and it's not like dislike, it's just I am not very familiar with, like I know he pops up in things here and there that Mm -hmm. I see, but I don't know too much about him, Mm -hmm. which is why this is super, super exciting because hopefully you guys are Ethan Hawke fans with a big question mark at the end of it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We are at this point. We've dedicated. Uh, we're coming up on like nine months of this project. Wow. Well, on and off, we took a break there. But um, I think at this point, I would have to be an Ethan Hawke fan. It would say I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, were you fans prior to starting the podcast project, or was it more of this? Hey, let's pick an actor. Let's do a show based off of his body of work. Or was it like, no, no, no we mess with Ethan Hawke. Why? Because Ethan Hawke. Mm, with a period at the end of it let's do that because he's something yeah well we i mean we we're, both yeah. we, were, we were fans we we're fans before but okay, like cool. not but not die hard you know we don't yeah. we hadn't seen every ethan hawk movie before doing this sure and i think a lot of people expect us to be yeah. ethan hawk experts and super fans because why else would you do a pod like this is going to end up being you know nine and 90 episode podcast right christ alive yeah so i mean by the time we catch up with him i think yeah. that's how many it'll be so people expect us to be super fans and experts but we weren't really either of those things going into it but we did we were fans and we had seen an above average number of ethan hawk movies i would say okay. yeah at least for people in our generation yeah yes i think people probably a little older than yeah. us have the gen xers i'm sure probably are... seen about as many you know mm-hmm. even if they're just casual mm-hmm. observers yeah. slash fans gotcha yeah i i my most interesting Ethan Hawke story, anecdote, whatever you want to call it, 
was um, a few years back, I went on a, like a family trip to Cancun. Mm-hmm. We stayed at one of these like resort type places, right? And I remember the flight there, it was like the first time I'd been out of the country in, since I was a kid. And on the flight there and back, you know, you're scrolling through the infotainment thing on the chair in front of you. Mm-hmm. And they have like different genres for the movies. It's like action, sci-fi, yeah, yeah, yeah. drama. And then a category which popped up that I was like, hmm, that's not a genre, but it just said Ethan Hawke. What? <laughs> Dead serious. I'm pretty sure this was an American Airlines flight. It, uh-huh. This would have been 2016, I think. Did you send that to me or did I just see that on your I may, maids? I may have sent that to you. Not entirely sure. Maybe I showed it to you like on my yeah, phone. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, there was an entire section. It was just Ethan Hawke stuff. And there were only like four flicks on there which i thought was really interesting because okay you're gonna have an entire category set up just for ethan hawk but only have maybe four of what i would consider at first glance to be some of the more obscure things he's been in Mm -hmm. so i was like hmm what is going on here what has ethan hawk's agent done that he's negotiated (laughs) that american airlines is carrying his name as a category and like i've seen some categories for individual actors that kind of work. Like I saw one that was Nick Cage and it's just all the Nick Cage movies. And right, I'm like, right. cool, I can, that makes sense because he's a crazy person. Yeah. But Ethan Hawke and then only having four flicks there? I was yeah. like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't look into it further because the mystery is probably better than the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what any of those movies were by, by chance? Uh, I don't. I don't. If I went through my phone and like found the picture, mm-hmm. I could tell you, but that would probably take yeah. time, and I don't want to be that animal who's yeah, like, yeah. hang on, I'm getting close. Well, maybe <laughs> if you find it, then yeah, send it to me, and later. we can post it on the Instagram. Yes. That is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely took pictures of How long of ago it. was this? This was either 2016 or 2017. Oh, okay, so pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I want to say 2016, actually. Gotcha, I think that's when gotcha. we did that, that trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, how was the trip otherwise? It was great. Uh, We went to Cancun. It was like a five day trip. Um, We were expecting gorgeous weather and it was just overcast the entire time, which I don't mind Mm because I grew up by the beach. So that stuff is comfortable. But I remember, you know, after like four days, it's kind of the vibe of where the hell's the tropical coolness we came here for. And then as we were leaving, the clouds broke and it was sunny as shit. Mm. Yeah. That's what happens. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. But it was a good trip. Nice. Yeah. And did you watch any of the Ethan Hawke movies? Um, I believe on that trip I opted no on the Ethan Hawke. And I yeah. think I watched, I think that's when I watched Justice League. Oh. oh. Yes. I think. How Be- long is the flight from? Uh, I think it was like five-ish hours. And you're flying from LA? Or? Yeah. From, flying out of LAX. Um yeah, I think it was just enough for kind of two movies, mm-hmm. for like mm-hmm. a movie and a half. Yeah. Um, I think that's where I watched Justice League. I watched some really bad movie mm-hmm. that I remember being upset I spent that much time watching, and the only thing that comes to mind is Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen it. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. It's a treat. By that, I mean it's not, but if you yeah. go into it with the right expectations, mm-hmm. it's just fun enough to make you not want to bash your head against the wall. All right. Right. All right. But Justice League is a grand failing of uh, cinema because it doesn't have Ethan Hawke. That's so true. Well, Who you know, he could have been Batman. He was offered Batman for Batman Forever. Whoa. Instead back... of Val Kilmer. 
All right, that would have been, been crazy. Different. Wait, but isn't is he younger than Val Kilmer? I don't know. I think Val Kilmer is, is younger than we think because he just yeah. looks kind of old. Yeah, even if Val Kilmer was 10 years old, he's always looked like he's 50 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. Right. So they could be they could be closer in age than we think. Yeah, How old is maybe. Ethan Hawke? He's 49. Okay. Look Ethan Greenhawk. Ethan Greenhawk. We recently learned we... that his... We learned that he has a middle name. Green with an E at the end? No, or the just color. Green. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Is Ethan Hawke his um, his God given Christian name? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Val Kilmer's okay. 60, 59 years old. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's a 10 year difference between yeah, them. Yeah, because Val Kilmer's got to be old because he, he was Iceman in that one Top Gun flick. And that was a while back. Mm-hmm. That was 86. Oh, G Top Gun? Mm hmm. Yeah. How old was Tom Cruise at that time? I think Tom Cruise was in his late 20s when he did Top Gun. I know very little about Tom Cruise. He seems like he would be 55 now, is my guess, on Tom Cruise. I actually do think he is 55. 57. All right. I was close. Close. Yeah. Yeah, and he's still just completely breaking his body, doing all those Mission Impossibles. Yeah. Yeah. Which I have to say are damn fun. Mm -hmm. But um, still no Ethan Hawke. Yeah. No Ethan (laughs) Hawke. I mean, could could Tom Cruise play, uh, do First Reformed? Not a chance. Not a chance he could do that movie. Are you thinking about it now? I'm trying to imagine him in First Reformed. My ultimate question about Ethan Hawke versus Tom Cruise is, what does Ethan Hawke look like in a full sprint? Because Tom Cruise has mm. that shit down. He has, yeah, I know. He has a great run. Same as Daniel Craig. Any of any of the James Bond movies. It's it, true. It's a good run. Like in Skyfall, they get one good shot where he's just like sprinting towards camera, and it's like, holy shit. I'm scared. Yeah. Slightly aroused. Yeah. Tom Cruise don't feel the arousal, but definitely he's coming for you hard. Tom Cruise does like the knee up run. Yeah. Like he gets he's like very up and tight. And then Daniel Craig, I feel like is a little bit he's like a big guy, so he's a little like side to side. Yeah, there's each one has like a swagger to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is different. my question though. With what does Ethan, Ethan Hawk, Hawk look like well, in a full Well, I will say I don't believe that Tom Cruise has ever uh, smoked a cigarette in his life. I don't. I feel like he doesn't seem like someone who would smoke. And Ethan Hawke strikes me someone who as someone who chain smoked for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? This feels right. So I mean, just based on uh, the portrayal of him in Reality Bite, or you know his his portrayal of Troy in Reality Bites, um, which I think you know, like many Ethan Hawke projects, was a little. Uh, influenced by Ethan Hawke as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just really, really see him walking around the streets of New York smoking lots of cigarettes, you know, in the but alleys behind bars, not running. But we will see in, well, a while, this is far off from us, for us, but Getaway starring Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez, the 2013 Whoa, film, is an action film. So we'll get to see the <sighs> two of them together. And that's a getaway car, but I do think there will be running involved. So I'm looking he, forward to that. Was he running in the, the Newton Boys? In the Newton Boys? Uh, a little bit. Not really, but just not, kind of like just a jog like, to the car. Like, yeah, half a block to the car. Because yeah. they never movie got too he's far He's constantly the car. running in now that I think of hmm. Boyhood. He's constantly sprinting in that movie. He's constantly sprinting in that movie. Every scene, every scene, he sprints into frame. Every scene. Boy, how are you? And, like, he's out of breath. Do you remember that? (laughs) No, I can't say I do. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's that's what boyhood is. It's just just him sprinting into... Yeah, you know what? That's exactly boyhood. 
just running around. They actually, they actually told him, Ethan Hawke, you need to run for 12 straight years. I hope you have the endurance. And I'm, yeah, you know what? I'm looking at the IMDb trivia right now, and it definitely says that uh, he argued and was like, I've been chain smoking in New York for the last 10 years. <laughs> I literally can't. Do you, what do you think? I'm Tom Cruise? And Link later was like, I don't care. Just do it. That's why it. Boyhood won all those awards, I think. Pulled it off. Did I Boyhood can't... win any awards, really? Uh, yes. Oh, they did. Okay. They didn't win Best Picture, though. Mm, no. Um, longest run time. <laughs> longest run time. Geo with the zinger. <laughs> God damn it, Geo. Good job. I'm proud of you. That was, yeah, that was good. You want to you wanna jump on a mic here and just... Just for those zingers as well as one liner. Okay, uh, all right. All Patricia right. Arquette won for best supporting actress. Mm. Oh, that's right. I think she had yeah. actually a good speech. She had a speech, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was a speech. I actually don't remember it at all. <laughs> it was. Um, it was. I mean, I think it was about like equal it. pay for women. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. How long ago was it? Was this? something. And then Meryl Streep was going crazy in the front row. Like, oh, was that that year? Yeah. Okay. The year that Meryl Streep was in the front row. <laughs> I think that's just like a standing. It's every year. Yeah, Meryl yeah. Streep and Oprah sit next to each other every year in the front row. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good reaction gif. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Frequently used. Which reaction gif? Meryl Streep with her fists pumping. Oh. Because she was like, yes, women. I like the I, the gif I use Meryl Streep related is from Doubt. It's hard to find. Hmm. I, I don't know which one you're talking about. It's a movie, Doubt, with yeah, Phil Seymour Hoffman. she says, I have such doubt. Amy Adams. Oh, interesting. Oh, I love Amy Adams. It's a great movie. She's yeah. amazing. It's a great movie. I was just listening to... And uh, who else is in that movie? Viola Davis. Yes, Viola Davis is in that movie. Oh, she's also amazing. Yeah. Powerhouse yeah, performances. Yeah, good cast. Good wow. cast on that one. Now, Slightly is this overall a good movie? I thought it was good. Okay, yeah, cool. it was a good movie. So, you know, sometimes you throw a lot of cast members in there, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. this is going to be great, and then it's just the emoji movie. Right. Uh-huh. Right. It's very similar to the Emoji Movie. Excellent. Oh boy. I haven't actually seen the Emoji Movie, so I feel yeah, like I'm... Okay, good. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, wait, have people here seen the Emoji Movie? <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen Emoji Movie or Justice League. Yeah, you're not missing out. I'm pretty sure they're just the exact same movie. Which Emoji is Batman? Um, Batman, if he were an Emoji... Um, I think when he's Bruce Wayne, he's sunglasses emoji. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. kind of, you know, I'm rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With an exclamation mark. I feel like when he's Batman, though, I I do think it's one of the crying emojis. Because really, yeah. Batman's angst is fueled by the loss of his parents. Right, right. And I think through all the yelling and the anger, there's there's really a sadness to Batman. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Does, does uh, Ben Affleck have an okay Bruce Wayne? What's his Bruce Wayne like? It his Bruce Wayne is it it's a tiny bit pompous, but not quite as like Christian Bale. Yeah, not quite yeah. as Christian Bale over the top like elements of American Psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, his Batman's just a little more like I'm a little older, I know what I'm about. Um but then when he gets to the Batcave, he's just brooding as hell. Right. right. Cuz I feel like Bruce Wayne kind of the Bruce Wayne makes the Batman, you know? Yeah. You got to have a good Bruce Wayne. He does have some fun elements where he kind of leans into just being like, uh, and I'm doing air quotes here for the podcast, like a dumb rich guy yeah, yeah, where yeah. he kind of uses that to like, oh, I'm I'm somewhere I'm not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman, like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a civilian like in this secret underground server room. Don't mind me. I'm just drunk. 
And it's like, okay, yeah, I can see how this is working. You're yeah. just being dumb Bruce Wayne at this point. Like that one from uh, Christian Bale where he crashes the Lamborghini. Right. Exactly. And Commissioner Gordon's like, get out of here. He's like, oh, what am I doing? Wow, that was actually really good. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. yeah that was. Thank you. Can That's... I hear that again? Get out of Bruce, get out of here. Oh my God. Gary Oldman, did you just walk in the room? I have a very <laughs> 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 Oh, God. You almost baited me. But I didn't do it. Man. Yes, and. Yeah, that was, that was good. Thank you for doing that. I appreciated that. That was, a, that was strong. Very, Thank very you. strong. Speaking of strong, New York in the 80s. What? Ooh, that's a good transition. You have to be strong to get through that. And. <laughs> and. Our, that is what this flick is about. I'm not endorsing that transition. Fine. All right. Well, let's get back to Batman then. If you if you don't no, want to transition, I do want to transition. Well, what's your transition? Speaking of New York. Speaking of white men. <laughs> Velocity of Gary has two of those. Yeah, it sure does. Has a few. Wait, know, one, two. two, three. Oh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. 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 Um, four. Are you counting the um, Patsy Cline? Yep. 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 Four. Um, and then add like 20 for everyone behind the camera. That's yep, true. Yeah, probably. Yep. Right. This guy's just rattling this couch Yeah, over you're making a lot of noise in the headphones Gio, over there. shut up. <laughs> God damn. All right, he's quiet now. <laughs> you made him sad and now he'll be quiet. <laughs> just gentle sobbing in the background. Um, yeah. Well, it opens on, um, what's his face, walking around. Oh, I need to get my notebook. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. All right. All right well, uh, well okay, and I, you aren't I, even right. It doesn't even open up. I've got this. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a quick break right now, and I want to talk to you all about Audible.com. So <laughs> Audible is a fantastic service if you've ever been interested in reading books, but you never learned how to read. Um, Audible will actually speak the words of the book to you, and uh, you can basically digest all the knowledge of mankind since the advent of the written word um audible.com does have all of the old byzantine texts um it's actually coming because of their partnership with amazon but um yeah so if you're interested in audible and learning more than you ever hoped uh just go ahead and give them a ring their number is um they have a number and or you can just visit audible.com uh for all of your audible audiobook needs oh wow we're back and we're back and not at all sponsored by audible it's true uh so the movie opens fire hydrant not yet what it starts with the credits on black but there's heavy breathing and uh i gotta gush about this opening yeah and uh the heartbeat monitor the heart rate monitor Uh, yeah. yeah that's before anyway continue this opening is batshit this opening is pure batshit crazy wild over the top. When he's uh, like washing himself in the fire hydrant? Oh, before we even get uh, before to any, that. Yeah, when it's just opening credits, because mm-hmm. you're right. It's just text on black. Yeah. And the thing that, that got me, yes, absolutely, the breathing and the heart rate monitor. I'm like, okay, what severe situation are we dealing with here? Mm-hmm. And it cuts to the name of the movie, Velocity of Gary. Mm-hmm. Big old asterisk. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is the asterisk? And then it transitions to what the asterisk is representing, not his real name. Yeah. This was a lot for me to handle. 
this was a lot. I had to pause and go back and I ended up looking up the name of the movie and realized it's like a Borat situation. You know, the name Borat is not just Borat. It's Oh, is it? I don't know. I never saw Borat. It, you're not missing out on much. Um, I but, saw Bruno. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's one of the Sasha Baron Cohen movies. Uh-huh. I'd recommend Borat over Bruno. Yeah. But even then, it's like, would you rather Death by Fire or to be hit by six big blue buses? <laughs> I don't know that there's a winner. Um, but yeah, what an opening. It's just like it, 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 it's, it's, I think it's the misdirection really. Mm It's like, okay, the velocity of Gary, but that's not who he is. And it's like, okay, now we're establishing some sort of mystery for this guy. I don't even know who the fuck Gary is. Mm -hmm. Well, but then it cuts to Gary. Yeah. Washing his face in a fire hydrant. And that's also wild. It like, it's just unrelenting because not only is it a young Thomas Jane, Mm -hmm. it's a young Thomas Jane washing his hair in a fire hydrant completely shirtless oh, yeah. yeah and thomas Big jane time. is like cut as fuck he really is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's a good good body rambo 2 status mm-hmm. like he's looking great and i'll be honest love me some thomas jane pops up in fun stuff mm-hmm. what are your favorite thomas jane projects everything else uh i think the last thing i saw him in was oh, what was that show that sci-fi show oh uh, not hung then <laughs> oh yeah he's in that yeah he's in that what is that about well i mean can i, I mean it's kind of a, offer a few guesses but yeah. what what does he use his hungness for uh, does he, he use it for good or evil he used it for good yeah and uh, possibly uh illegal things mm-hmm. that maybe aren't illegal in las vegas like prostitution speaking we... of hunk he's also in uh boogie nights yeah. <gasps> that's right and the whole premise of that movie is that he has a large penis. Not Mark normal, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg has a large penis. Right. Which, yeah, 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 yeah. We're in dick territory now. Yeah. Yeah, we're in dick territory now. Um, I can't remember what the, oh, it's the fucking Expanse. It's, it was on sci-fi, which means it's a really good show. But then sci-fi dropped it and Amazon said, let's grab that real quick. And I think it's a prime show now. What is the show called? See Expanse. It's based off of like a like a sci-fi book series. Hmm. Um, show's cool. It's fine. Thomas Jane's in it for the first season and maybe two and three, but that's spoiler territories. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, Thomas Jane is definitely in this, and he's got some gorgeous hair, and he's ripped to shit. Yeah, yeah, looking yeah. like a snack. Also, he's j- as soon as he washes his hair, he's just power strutting through New York. Yeah, shirtless. Mm-hmm. Shirtless, and it gave me very Spider-Man Two vibes. Oh, yes, just Tobey Maguire strutting through. Granted, he's strutting through like downtown Manhattan, mm-hmm. but with these just BDE, like full-blown, like I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Jane, while not finger gunning at women or anything like that, mm-hmm. wasn't that in three? Three, yeah. Well, yeah, oh shit! You're right. Like Venom. Oh, I have stuff. to go now because I just got my <laughs> Spider-Man's wrong, and now I feel really embarrassed. It's, it's okay. okay. We it addressed happens. it. We can move on. I feel like we need to address it further because Spider-Man yeah, Two is like so actually one of my favorite movies. Spider-Man Two is great. It's a. It's not just a good Spider-Man movie. It's a good fucking flick. Period. And I'm ashamed that I've mixed up two and three. Two is Doc Ock. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember anything With, uh, about that movie Alfred other Molina, than that. Right? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. he crushes it. He's he good, brings so actor. much just heart to a villain that yeah. I mm-hmm. wouldn't even argue is a villain. He's 
just kind of like a like a tragic character with some tentacle arms which you know mm-hmm. all the classic tragic characters had tentacle arms if you look closely yeah ursula that's a good point do, do we need to say more i think that's <laughs> proof enough there we go like og spider-man brought a lot of good shit to the table it did and then they did three yeah and then they killed it and then they tried doing two more and then they killed it and then they did two solid ones and I then they're killing seen it far from home yet it's solid. It's, good. it's solid. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did see Homecoming. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we watched that yeah. here. Just Homecoming. Fun. Oh, cool. Michael Keaton, Batman. Michael Keaton, <gasps> Batman, bringing Batman it all connection. back together. This Time is a, is a flat podcast. circle. You know, Space Dad said so. We talked about Batman on the last episode. We're talking about Batman on we on the last two probably. Maybe Batman is just the most relevant cultural touchstone we have. Oh, you know something that we have talked about also on the last two episodes, Vincent D'Onofrio. Because this is our second movie in a row that stars Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, he's also amazing. Yeah, he is he's great. great. Yeah. Um, because last week we Newton talked Boys. about the Newton Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so the Newton Boys was. Have you heard of this movie? No. Richard Linklater. Our pal. Uh, our pal Rick. Cool. Ricky Links, as I like to call. I don't him. like that one bit. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and so in that one, uh, Ethan Hawke and Vincent D'Onofrio are two of the Newton boys, their brothers. Yeah, it's a true story about bank robbers in the early 20th century. Yes. I don't know what years we were talking Ah, about. so they're getting away yeah. in the Model Ts, see? Yes. Yeah. With the yeah. Tommy guns at their hips, mm. probably. I don't even know if they... They, they were kind of just body... Oh, you know, force. yeah. Like, well, they're they didn't not like, gun heist boys. They were using charm. Yeah, they were, yeah. They didn't kill anybody. Yeah, I like that because that's more Ocean's that was, Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Ocean's Eleven is one of the greatest flicks of all time. I fucking love Ocean's Eleven. So dude. good, so good. And this is kind of off script now because yeah, we're here for Philosophy of Gary, but everyone's like Eleven and Thirteen are great and Twelve sucks. I maintain that Twelve is a good movie. It's a good flick, but it's just it's not good in the same way as Eleven and Thirteen because Eleven and Thirteen are about the heist. Mm-hmm. Right, Twelve the heist doesn't matter. It's really about like all of these random scenes with them just kind of shooting the shit. Is that the one where Andy Garcia is like, oh, you got to... They're like hanging out with Andy Garcia Yes, Yes. And there's like a lot of good choice one-liners in there. And my, I think, first actress crush ever is in it, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, Oh my gosh. You guys share that. Really? You too? Yeah, she's my first... Because of Zorro. She's my first actress crush. Absolutely. Because for me, it went Zorro. And then like the very next year... I saw Chicago, and I'm uh, like, oh, yeah. this is yeah. doing something amazing yeah, yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she is serving some looks in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, she crushes it as Velma yeah. Kelly. Yeah. I mean, ooh, I, I got that whole soundtrack burned in my head. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yeah, it's very good. That's crazy, man. That's cool that we share that. It is. That's a real bonding moment. It is. It, that was like That's during cool. formative years. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Wow. But I, the crazy thing, we've talked about this before. I thought she was like Hispanic girl. Yeah. Up. Because Me of too. Zorro. Yeah. And then she was like, Welsh. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Did you know? Do you have a fun Catherine Zeta Jones fact? No, but I have a fun Welsh thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Welsh things. Yeah. The, uh, Tolkien, uh, who was like a professional trained like language professor and everything mm-hmm. like that, actually used Welsh, Welsh as like the foundational language for uh, the Elvish language in 
in Lord of the Rings. That's which cool. Is amazing. That's cool. Makes sense. It's a crazy language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to use the anecdotes I used from the Creature Compendium here because you can just go listen to that one. <laughs> Shameless Oh, yeah. Plug. We, never, we never said at the top where you come from. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let's cycle back. So yeah. I'm Anthony. I'm yeah. from West LA. Uh, do we do, <laughs> is this like roundtable, like, Give us your name and what you do for a profession. No, just like uh, uh, just you, your podcast. It's just you know. Sure. Yeah. So we, uh, me, Gio, and another friend, we got a podcast called The Creature Compendium, where uh, basically we were looking at um, like monsters, aliens from like sci-fi. We had plans for like video games, basically all genre of like fantasy storytelling, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we were taking a look at some of those like interesting original creations, species, whatever, and we were really dissecting them. And one of the episodes, I think the last one we did was uh, we talked about the Ents from Lord of the Rings. But, mm-hmm. yeah. That was a good one. I liked that one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was a really fun one to record. Yeah. yeah There's a lot of good info there. But yeah. that's me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had, um, well, he's somewhere, our executive producer, Gio. Uh, Where did he go? I don't know. We lost him. Uh, this is a small apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and he managed to hide in it. He might have gone outside. Oh, uh, okay. Do you have a mannequin in here? Yeah, we do. I love that. Yeah, her name's Angelina. Okay, I don't like that so much. Oh, no, no, no. That she makes has a scarier. sassy leg. She has a sassy leg like Angelina Jolie from that one time when she had a sassy leg. Oh, that's right. And yeah. it was sticking out the dress. Mm-hmm. And they got the pictures of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So that's why I named her that. Okay. It's just, she's not scary. She's never done anything weird. You know, it fits more now that you named her for that reason. Yeah. I just thought you picked like a random name out of no, hat. No, no, I'm no. like, all right, now this is scary because I don't have the context. But now I feel much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. So we've had uh, executive producer and friend of the show, Giovanni Bayani, your co-host from Creature Compendium. He was on as a guest early in our show yeah for the dad episode yeah episode three yeah 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 good one check that out if you haven't already i don't know why you'd be here though <laughs> if you had maybe already. you're a but, serious d'onofrio head yeah that's true yeah yeah um so yeah let's talk about the velocity of gary sure. had no transition there no that's fine but uh velocity of gary also feels very similar to rent sans music in terms of like subject matter yeah um, well you see it's like new york in the late 80s early 90s like we know what's happening it's true you know he's he's sick and he's in new york like you know what's happening it's true yeah it's true um it's aids yeah but yeah. it's not the titular character that has AIDS. No, it is not. It's Vincent no. D'Onofrio's character named Valentino, also not his name. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, if you were to pick, you know what I mean? Like, he, you know, you make up a name, right? Because uh-huh. he tells him. You see, there's a scene where Vincent D'Onofrio meets Gary. In a wild flashback that I did not realize was a flashback. <laughs> Definitely had to rewind. <laughs> yeah. Outside of a theater mm-hmm. in which it's Vincent like a- D'Onofrio character is Valentino is... Mm-hmm in the movie which is a adult film yeah it's yeah. a porn theater and he's just standing there which would be kind of wild if you like looked over you looked at the poster you looked over and the dude is there and then yeah. he comes over to you and is like you know flirting with you yeah and also, he's about to tell him his name he's like no real names and then he makes up gary no he named him gary vincent d'onofrio named him gary Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, gotcha. right from the onset, this is one of the horniest movies I've ever seen. 
There's just so much fucking sexual energy in this flick. Yeah. It's true. It is outrageous. Like, there are scenes that just start with two looks and making out. I mean, we don't even see, other than the porn scenes, yeah. we don't actually see the main characters have sex ever. No. That's true. No, it's yeah, just it's all just aggressive making out. energy. Yeah. 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 Lots of tension. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it, it bothered me very greatly that... I think like seventy five percent of the way into the movie, I realized that D'Onofrio's character Valentino mm-hmm. absolutely just has Tommy Wiseau's hair. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I noticed that from the beginning. Uh, it was deeply disturbing to me. It's not a good look. Yeah, no. the hair and was not working. Some me. of those makeout scenes, I had like war flashbacks to the room. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is this is just a medium shot away from being one of the really bad sex scenes from the room. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so tight right now. I can only see lips slamming into each other in the most aggressive and horny ways yeah. possible. Yeah, Mo- movie making out, especially in this movie, is just like just feels like they just like open their mouths. It's so raw wide. as fuck. Yeah. Like it is. It's it is much. not controlled at all. It's too much. No, ran it in, folks. Yeah, and just everyone, D'Onofrio on Jane, uh, Hayek on D'Onofrio, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of the tertiary characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's impressive almost. Yeah, bisexual agenda. I love it, 20 by team. <laughs> yeah, when was this movie made, by the way? Uh, I want to say it's like 99 or something. Okay, definitely before Y2K. Excellent. Excellent. More like Y2K. Yes, it was 1999. Okay. Um, Y2K. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, do you guys want anything from McDonald's? That's where Gio went. <laughs> he did? Yeah. I'm good. You're good. Um, sure, yeah. How did he slunk out that quietly? I know. He you wasn't doing anything else quietly. We do, yeah. Okay. It's actually really nice. The back door? Having a back door. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, is it like a red door? Is it like a No, I just mean window? like ha- just having a back door. It's gotcha. too late. He already ordered. God damn. What a monster. Yeah. Did he text first asking what we wanted? Yeah, he did, but it was five minutes ago. I just missed oh, it. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's on Understandable. Me. Sure. Understandable. Damn. All right, yeah, so yeah. this movie opens with Thomas Jane. He's doing the Spider-Man 3 thing all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then like the thing that confused me is it. he waves to some people on a bus. Mm-hmm. Right or some people on a bus way to him was one of those people Ethan Hawke, no, okay. So okay. the yeah, it was uh, one of them. I think was his younger self. He was like Whoa, yeah, what? he uh, was like kind of flashing back to when he arrived in New York a little bit, but he wasn't totally because then the other person he saw was um, Kid Joey. Kid Joey, yes. yeah, the um, who is a trans or drag queen uh, character, right? Um, and so they're dressed uh, fabulously. Great wig. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, great. Strutting out the bus. Yeah, coming out the bus. Yeah, like, dressed I'm, like 60s New York. Yeah, 60s right. New York, yeah. But it's it's like it's the like a late 80s. green matching but... two-piece thing. And mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. old school like luggage where it's like you have to carry it. Yeah. <laughs> square. And yeah. Like that. Yeah. That yeah. kind of luggage. Very coming to America vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to did the I kind just of fucking luggage. reference coming to America of all things I could pick? You sure did. I want to slap myself. That's okay. Is that, who's, what is that? That's Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. In Arsenio yeah. Hall. Yeah. Jesus, what am I doing? 
That's is okay. That it's a, it's like a classic. A, where he's like a king or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I I know that it's it's enduring pop culture. Some funny icon. bits in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kid Joey walks off the bus, um, you know, walking down the street. Hold feeling... on, I'm going to top off really loudly. Okay. This water top off brought to you by, I don't know, what's another? Blueapron.com. Get all your food and water needs through package delivery subscriptions and we're back yeah um so yeah they're walking down the street uh looking fab and some guys start cat calling kid joey um thinking that he's a, a cis woman yeah, like um, a new to New York naive yeah. lady mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah the guys start cat calling them and uh of them is probably not right. I think she? She, but also not, I don't know, they call him he, though. Who does? Someone else does. Yeah, I think they do refer to him, like they use he, him, his pronouns. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was my instinct to say them because it felt... Kid Joey. Kid Joey. Yeah. Yeah, so... Because my understanding is that, like, like with, like, let's say drag, right? Like, yeah. If you're dressed in drag, you use she pronouns. Right? Yeah, but... And then when you're out of drag, you use... Yeah. Right? Is that how yeah. it works? I don't know. I'm just try- yeah. I'm trying to, like, you know, learn the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's... Uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, but the question for me was, like, is it, you know, is this uh, just... I don't. I wasn't sure if Kid Joey was just a drag queen or if it was a trans identity thing. Right, right, yeah. Which is hard to tell from this movie, also because of the time, it wasn't... Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't as... Yeah. Terminal, using the terminology Clear cut. was common, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Yep. So, but then they realize that Kid Joey is not a cis woman, and they start attacking Kid Joey. Bad. Yeah. Bad. Mean. Very bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty, they, yeah, really. They really throw f- Kid Joey's luggage out. Yeah. Shit. And the Punisher is nearby and doesn't do anything. That's right. Thomas Jane was the fucking Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. This is a weirdly comic booky episode. Yeah. Uh comic book movie episode but look who you brought on <laughs> right yeah we brought on thomas jane what? no you brought me on yeah i know oh got it I uh-huh. mean, we brought thomas jane into this conversation yeah he's in this movie and he's also the fucking punisher, the punisher. Yeah, exactly. right so punisher does this thing <laughs> yeah well he doesn't really like do anything he doesn't really do until... anything but until they're done they've left yeah they've left the guys there's and one so... thing i do want to talk about this scene which mm-hmm. is super it just felt really weird because thomas jane it, gary mm-hmm. right goes over to help out kid joey and at this point has no idea who kid joey is this right. is just a stranger and mm-hmm. so uh gary basically goes over and uh kid joey's still on the floor mm-hmm. he's, like face beaten yeah yeah just yeah has been roughed up not mm-hmm. great but uh, Thomas Jane's solution to okay, random person, I need to get you off of this random street. Mm-hmm. It picks up with just one of the luggage things and then aggressively throws it on top yeah, of Kid Joey, yeah, yeah, yeah. which very much feels like just more of an attack. Yeah. yeah, and then proceeds to be very strong and pick both Kid Joey and, and the luggage, the luggage up. Yeah. up. Yeah, and it's just it's just weird aggressive. I'm helping you. Yeah, but yeah. I'm also being mean to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's which I didn't fully understand. I feel like kind of part of, and I mean, we see this with his relationship with Kid Joey as we go through the movie, but like it's, he's, you know, reluctantly a good guy, you know? 
Yeah. Like he's helpful but doesn't really want to be. I'd go so far as to say he's this movie's Han Solo. Hmm. Sure, yeah. Uh, if you want to speak on that, you can. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Han Solo comes into Star Wars and mm-hmm. he's basically the rogue who, well, he talks a big talk, but he doesn't want to be helpful. Mm-hmm. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, spoilers for those of you who haven't seen 1977 Star Wars, <laughs> um, flies in on the Millennium Falcon and is like, I actually made the right decision. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's he's the one in the group who's like, you know, he's the, I don't really want to be here. I don't have to be here. But at the end of the day, I am here for all of you because I secretly love you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Scoundrel with a big heart. Scoundrel with a big heart. That's a good way to describe Gary, I think. Um. So then after, after that, it cuts to... Uh, Selma Hayek, a real close-up of Selma Hayek and Vincent D'Onofrio making out. Yes. And they're going at it. Yeah, they really yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she it, it kind of zooms out and you see that they're at like a diner and she's it's like working. A donut shop. Slash yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're like a donut diner, shop yeah. she works at. I yeah. think it's called like Twin Donuts from like yeah, an yeah, establishing yeah. shot later. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really interesting for me once they do transition to the donut shop. I don't know if either of you have seen Tangerine. Yeah. Yes. Very Tangerine vibes. Very Tangerine like, yeah. There's a donut shop. We have like this this community here of, you know, like people who are dressing in drag and mm-hmm. um, uh, they're just sort of hanging out here and I'm like, wait, I'm... I, I don't know how popular Velocity of Gary is, but yeah. certainly there it, are so many parallels between mm-hmm. that setting in Tangerine and this. That's true, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that a lot okay. watching this. Yeah. yeah. Donut shop, big vibe. Big vibe, yeah. It's crazy. That donut shop in Tangerine is now no longer... Now it's Trejo's. Yeah. Trejo's now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I drove by it and I kind of got aggressively mad. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's the goddamn donut shop from Tangerine, <laughs> comma, yeah. that gem of an L.A. movie. But I digress. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we pass that a lot because it's by our uh, friend's place. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Jorge Verón. Jorge Verón. Oh, hey, yeah. I know him. Yeah. yeah. I went to school he with He lives, that guy. like, right down that street around the corner from Well, that's not, yeah. What? We don't have to say ex- he exactly he where he lives. He lives in an approximate location yeah, an approximate yeah. somewhere location in an approximate where we city. Pass that. Lives in that neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you know. But don't we all, in a sense, isn't Los Angeles just one big neighborhood by Trejo's Donuts? Yeah, I actually live inside of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Free donuts. But yeah, so they're they're basically in, in this donut shop, mm-hmm. and it's it's just kind of a bunch of people either A, aggressively making out, or doing very suggestive things to each other. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the other adult film star actress, what's her name? Oh, uh, uh, is it Veronica? Veronica, right, thank you. She comes in and basically just starts kind of grinding up on Valentino. Yeah. Yeah. Um, much to Salma Hayek, who her character's name is Maya Carmen. Uh, oh, no, it's... Uh, Something like that. Mary Carmen. Mary, Mary Carmen. Carmen. There we go. She does not like this one bit. Yeah. Which, this is sort of just like a recurring thing in the movie of her almost wanting Valentino just to herself. Yeah. And then being very frustrated when he is... Not a monogamist by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, what was interesting about Veronica? So the actress's name is Olivia Dabo, and she was a recurring villain on Law and Order: Criminal Intent, oh, starring Vincent D'Onofrio. I was trying to think Ba-ba. so hard while I was watching it. Why does she look so familiar? But it's because, like, specifically her with Vincent D'Onofrio is something I've seen repeatedly wow. because yeah. she plays this. Uh, she's like a a female serial killer, which is very rare. Um, but they, so she is on maybe five episodes of criminal intent, but over the course of the whole show, he's mm. always trying to catch her. And nice. so, and they, they're always playing mind games with each other. Cause it's so like, you know, Goran is always, he's really in his head and he's, he's trying to figure out the criminals he does, and he's always he does the, he does turning lead, sideways yeah. and crouching tall. down. It's cause he's too tall. <laughs> he just needs to lean over to figure out what the crimes are. Yeah. D'Onofrio is like a very tall, he's like what? Six, three, six, four. I don't know. I don't know. He does strike me as a tall man yeah. though. Yeah. I, I know he's, he, yeah, he's big. Uh, and... Let's take a quick, a quick McD's break. One second. Excellent. Cool. Can we pause? Oh, sure. This one, right? Yeah. So pause. Really snack throughout. Um, I don't remember where we left off though. Are we were talking um, about making out. Yeah, I think we're. Yeah, sure well, the donut let's shop. just uh, power through. So they were at the donut shop. Uh, uh, kid Joey comes in, does uh, Patsy. Cl- he's uh, in in drag as Patsy Klein, does uh, a performance of uh, a walk in after midnight. Great oh song. yeah, it's fantastic. Great, great song, but we find out in the scene also that Kid Joey is deaf, so it's pretty impressive at the beginning he does a good job of lip syncing to the song and you kind of see it fall off as as the song goes on but it's 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 a cool uh like doing a drag lip syncing situation when you're deaf uh is a challenge yeah for sure i think my favorite thing still fun to watch yeah. my favorite thing in this scene is uh just the only time we ever see captions in the movie mm-hmm. which is can you read my lips spoken by valentino mm-hmm. yeah and someone asks kid joey how did you go deaf and yeah. very slowly just goes too much applause fuck yeah so good what a such powerful, a fucking line yeah yeah love it um oh and then yes we get to the good stuff yeah, Ethan Hawke himself <laughs> pops in. Pops into the, With the a donut shop. Friggin' Post Malone. Oh, whatever yeah. Them. Okay, so we're barbed wire, wire tattoo on so across bad. his forehead. Yeah, so he he's wearing a fedora also. Yeah. Like a small, but like a small hat. It's like a like small like bowler hat type, but kind of like that one. That's helpful for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, it's a small like bowler type hat, like sitting on the top. <laughs> Fucking Ed. Okay, well, I'll share tattoos. a photo on the <laughs> No, no, don't. Remember that time? No, it was no, no, of Ethan Hawke. <laughs> oh, of Ethan Hawke, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm not sharing share a photo of my hat. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so he comes in. He's intentionally kicking this hat back just far enough that you can see this awful tattoo yeah, across his yeah. forehead. Hardwire across his forehead. He also has, like, Hebrew tattooed on, his, on one of his arms. Yes, yes, he does. So, so we, you know, we know he's Jewish, the little... The nonverbal character insight. Yeah. Later, it, it becomes a, a verbal thing. We'll yeah. get into that later. But yeah, he's a tattoo artist, and um, we also see that uh, he's tattooed the seating chart of the Grand Ole Opry on uh, Kid Joey's like leg or butt region. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think that's very cool. A cool idea for a tattoo. It never yeah. occurred to me. Like a venue. Yeah, but, but that's yeah. amazing. That's yeah, a very cool. genius idea. Yeah. So. 
That's maybe my favorite thing that happened in this movie. <sighs> Geo, uh, you want to get matching tattoos of Dodger Stadium on our asses? Cool. All right, let's do it. Nice. nice. Do you do Done. you have a tattoo? Do you have tattoos? I don't. Um, I feel like if I ever got a tattoo, um, it would be purely functional. So I would get like my blood type tattooed in mm, yeah. three different places on my body, just I've, in case that body part was hurt. I've thought about getting my allergens <laughs> tattooed on my body. Yeah, because yeah. I know my like allergens, Apple has like yeah. the medical ID thing where someone mm-hmm. can really pull it up, but I don't actually know how many people fill that out and or know about to check it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, if it's on my body. Yeah. yeah. Then you can't screw I'm it up. I'm not so worried about blood type, though, because there's enough O negative in the world. Like, you know, that, it's fine. That's a good point. That's a good point. I need to rethink this now. <laughs> <laughs> but any other, you know, important medical things I would understand. Yeah. Cool. Um, Jonathan, you don't have any tattoos, right? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, last time I checked. Oh, <laughs> is someone in the doghouse? Did someone no. get a tattoo without telling no, someone? No, because I was just uh, implying that I've seen you naked. Oh, oh, whoa! Yeah. Well, oh. I could have a tattoo on the bottom of my foot. That you, you could, might yeah. That naked. That's true. I mean, it depends if you go to bed wearing socks. Yeah, he doesn't. But let's not get into that. Oh now. yeah, we're not doing that. Sure don't. <laughs> um. So, yeah, then it kind of cuts to the stalker bit, right? Like Gary tries to. Gary's just in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid Joey's trying to... Feeling up on the door. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, let me in. Yeah, and so Gary says occupied, but it doesn't really mean anything because Kid Joey's deaf, so that was... Which I thought was, like, actually a very comical bit. Yeah. And it it feels very coercive to get Gary out. Like, if you want to tell me no, you do need to open the door. Mm -hmm. Right. All right, this is clever. Yeah, definitely. Um, More making out. Yeah, so, yeah, it turns out that Valentino was also in the bathroom, and so he uh, does this thing that we kind of see him do repeatedly, like, the first time they meet, he does this, where he puts, like, both his arms around Gary, kind of trapping him against a wall or a door, um, and then gets, like, real close to him, and then they do make out. Right. Um, I saw a funny... So, Vincent D'Onofrio is on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he, like, active? Is he good on Twitter? Is he fun? I don't know. I don't really go on Twitter, but... Okay. Uh, I just was looking up stuff related to this movie, and someone tweeted at Vincent D'Onofrio, <laughs> I've never seen the movie, but did you really kiss that guy? And then Vincent D'Onofrio just replied, yes, I really kissed Thomas Jane. So, Yeah, I mean, they're going yeah. at oh, yeah, it. They, they yeah. really kissed, yeah. 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 It, like some aggressive tongue up in there. Yeah. What is this, what is this profile on Twitter? Oh, he's wearing like a hat. Oh, I think it's from uh, directing uh, uh, Billy, or the kid, the kid. Mm-hmm. And then he what? directed that? The the kid? Yeah. The recent movie, The Kid? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, with oh, uh, Dane DeHaan and, and Ethan Hawke. Do you see if hair in his profile Oh, whoa. Picture? This one, yeah. What is going he on? He has there? a bit of hair. Oh, he kind of looks like he's like Stark, like he's Ned Stark. Yeah, gotcha. he's kind of rocking a little bit of that same like facial hair setup he had for uh, Jurassic World. Did not mm. see that one. Yeah, you're not missing much, kid. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I saw it. I don't remember a single thing about it except for when she was running in the heels. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes. And that, she, yeah, that's. Oh, a I thing. just remember the trailer where Bryce Dallas Howard goes, "It was all a lie," and then she yeah. tosses the sand on the beach. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. I just remember your impression of that trailer because yeah. you did it a lot for a while. That was good. There was a little bit of weight in that. There was a little bit of like oomph to it. Like it was restrained. Yeah, but. I could tell you could go more. Yeah. You were giving me like 
seventeen percent. Sure, yeah, yeah, a solid seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then they go to see Valentino is in a children's ballet. Yeah, was that he was supposed a to be trip. a teacher or something. I don't know what was, was going on there. It, it just cuts to like a kid's play. Yeah, and then this whole donut shop squad shows up and they're being obnoxious in yeah, the background. They're, yeah, they're like cheering him on, but what you don't do at ballet, right? During the show, yeah. And it, it he's the only adult, like adult yeah. there. I, I yeah. was led to believe he was like an instructor or their like drama coach or something like that. Maybe. I mean, I think that the there was a woman there who was clearly their ballet teacher. That's right. And, yeah, and so, she was not having any of the... Uh, yeah. She wasn't into the... Donut shop enthusiasm. She even mm-hmm. stopped the music, so they'd shut up. Yeah. yeah. But then she switched to an, uh, another track, and then that was the final scene. Right. And, um, and then this is where we get, like, the first yeah, and it was of something's wrong. Yeah, it was... A, so... And also, it's Sleeping Beauty, which comes up later. I think that was a yes, recurring right. Uh, right. thing. So, yeah, so the ballet Sleeping Beauty and they're done. And so then all the kids are playing with him at, outside on the street, I guess, and we don't see it. And two of the kids come back and say, oh, Valentino collapsed. Yeah. Um, and so they go outside, uh, all the, the donut shop gang go outside to see him and they're all crowding around him. And Gary yells at Kid Joey, like, why don't you do something for once? Go get yeah. help. Uh, and Kid Joey gets hit by a car and dies. Right, because he's trying to run across the street to get to the one telephone. Yeah. He's very clearly anguished because, yeah. well, we've got to do something. Yeah. And this shit comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it just fucking escalates like crazy. Yeah. It, it's one of these people is potentially dying. Yeah. And then the other one trying to help gets killed. Yeah. And it, it gets like kind of actually graphic for a bit when Gary runs over and is basically over Kid Joey. Mm-hmm. And Kid Joey's trying like to say stuff. Oh, like yeah. Like it's, I'm mouth. like, whoa, yeah. this kind of got yeah. a little grave. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And I think there's also, like, uh, you get a little bit more of a glimpse into the attitudes towards this community of the time, just Mm -hmm. with how dismissive some of the passerbys are with their language. Mm -hmm. Like, I I believe... They say expired. Yeah, the the paramedic or EMTs, whatever, say we got one stabilized and one expired. Well, then they say something like, oh, it was just like a fag or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is just like... Oh, yep, okay. Yeah, they're like, they, they don't really care. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just a fact. Yeah. yeah, like this happens. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so they take Gary to the hospital, I think, right? Yeah. And I, I, I don't mean, think... not Gary, um, Valentino. Right. But, but we don't really see that. There's like the crazy transition because it's outside the theater. Yeah, because then we go to the flashback. Yeah. yeah. And it's a weird flashback because it's the marquee, mm-hmm. but then right. you pass over, I think, like a street sign, which cuts it off. And then it's the marquee from what, like prior, like a few weeks prior. I don't mm-hmm. know how long prior. I forgot what that. Yeah. I think, it was, I think it was maybe a few years or months. I think it was yeah, a few years. months feels right. Months, maybe. Months. Yeah, I don't know. Months or years. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so then, and I, kinda, the I didn't scene, take any other scene. scene, but, um, he, yeah, that's when they, that's when they meet, and so then. Oh, two years. Oh, two years. Two okay. years, that's what I have written down. So then and they. that's when they meet outside of the porn theater. hmm Yeah, and, yeah, Gary's clearly, like, instantly attracted to him. Yeah. Um, and, uh. He's, and he tells him his name is Valentino, and Gary starts to say whatever his real name is, and he says, "No, not don't give me, don't give anyone your real name." Yeah. 
Um, and so then Valentino gets him a gig at a phone sex line. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they, st- uh, so on Gary's, like, first ever call, um, he's, like, trying to, you know, do the, the phone sex line uh-huh. work. He's trying to be horny with the strangers. Yeah, but then Valentino starts, like, kissing his neck, and then uh, he just puts down the phone and, like, leaves it. He didn't, he doesn't put yeah. it down on the, uh, what was it? Unit? The, yeah, the, yeah, the body of the, the breaker, phone part. I can't, the, oh, God, the, I feel so the, the, young. The, the, um, he doesn't hang up the phone. There we go. Yeah. He just sets the, the hook, phone down on the table. But we're all millennials. Yeah. Like, no, it's like flat. I think you still call it a hook, you know? I guess. Yeah. Is that a good phone um, sound? Is that a good what? Was that a good phone sound? No. No, it wasn't good. All right, that's fine. It's exactly um, like every sound I've ever heard. You're spot on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then they just make out really aggressively. Again, this is Again. already like the yeah. third mm-hmm. good intense make out scene we've seen mm-hmm. in... Uh, it's like 30 minutes at this point. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought that the score was really interesting. It kind of reminded me a lot of the Great Expectations score. I don't know if you thought about that at all. Because it was kind of like soft electronic, like not quite Moby, but like you know that Moby's yeah. getting hot around this time. And so people are starting to make scores that sound like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have some some transitions which are just jazz basically that'll mm-hmm. basically play off a scene i think earlier on we don't really see it later in the movie as things get heavier mm-hmm. um yeah which i thought was interesting for sure yeah the music yeah. definitely stood out to me as being mm-hmm. of a time yeah so we're still in flashback mode and then gary and mary carmen meet and it's kind of awkward uh because mary carmen as you mentioned earlier is like kind of possessive of yeah. uh, valentino um but valentino's trying to make it work between the three of them right because he wants to be with both of them um and then they go and also this is around the same time we meet rodney the dog yeah oh my god sweet little pup but there's the amazing line before it cuts to the flashback where it's just after Kid Joey has been hit. Mm-hmm. Thomas Jane doesn't get any oh, ambulance. Oh, right, right. Yeah, Rodney's there. He's sitting on the curb, and this dog who we haven't seen before in the movie comes up, and he just turns to the dog and goes, everybody's dying, Rodney. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. fucking dying. Yeah, that was yeah. good. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah, so that dog is Rodney. It's Valentino's dog. Yeah. Uh, he's a cute cute dog, good-looking dog. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, so they... Uh, after they meet for the first time they go out to a club and Selma Hayek I just want to do a quick fashion moment uh, she is wearing this like blue camo top that's like uh, like bra length it's very short but I wouldn't it's not like a bra it's like a top mm-hmm. um, and uh, she's also wearing this floor length skirt that's like very low waisted and it has some kind of drawstring part uh, it was just very late 90s uh, just very deeply in the time. Uh, yeah, that was that was my fashion note. She's got some looks throughout this whole movie. Oh, she does. She does. Yeah. And she's owning every single one of them. Yeah, I mean, she's an incredibly beautiful woman. And she just... She could wear anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, she, um, so, yeah, so Valentino takes Gary out onto the, onto the dance floor. Um, and then she's kind of you know sad she's visibly upset by it but then he pulls her in too so that they're all kind of dancing together it it feels very classic uh, almost like something you'd see more in uh i don't know like a movie about high school and it's prom and right and mm -hmm. it's like i'm dancing with your date it's like no but now i took them back and it's like we're 
two feet away from each other and it's super awkward, mm -hmm. but we're still playing this game without saying anything. Yeah. yeah and the weird thing is that the dance floor was like almost entirely empty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just it's the just, just the three of them. Yeah. To me, I mean, I've, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen a lot of movies about um, relationships with that, with three people. Um, so, huh? What are you saying, Gio? Cameron? Cabaret. Oh, cabaret. Cabaret. Yeah, Cabaret is one. Okay. Um, yeah, so Cabaret. Um, uh, I haven't seen it, but Threesome. Uh, remember Scott was telling us about Threesome? Uh-huh. Um, Good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Classic. True. Three-way relationship. Um, Culminates in... Uh -huh. Yeah, um, Les on Demore, uh, the Dreamers—that's that yeah, yeah. the musical with Louis Garrel. Also, the Dreamers, also with Louis Garrel, um, uh, and Ava Green and Michael Pitt. Right, um, right. Movie I was just talking about that yesterday. Um, and Vicky Cristina Barcelona. I mean, wow, that's a good pull. Yeah. So there's a there. Are, uh, I kind of feel like this dance scene that happens between the three of them is a very familiar scene to me. Of uh, you know kind of a, a wordless um, acknowledgement of a change in the relationship showing that it's going to be between three people now. And that's something sure. that comes up in most movies that I've ever seen that have like a polyamorous that's relationship like really that. really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because, you know, instead of, it's a movie, so show don't tell. Yeah. So instead of having them sit down and say, oh, we're doing this and we're doing this, which you might actually see now because we're in an era of, um, you know, consent and uh, open conversation and dialogue surrounding sexual relationships. Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's we don't something... need to just grunt at each other. Yeah. Right. So that's something you might actually see now in a more contemporary movie, but in like more historical movies about uh, three person relationships, it's a very f familiar scene. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to watch more. Watch some more threesome movies. Two thousand yeah. movies about yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely recommend The Dreamers, which came out in two thousand three. It's a Bertolucci movie, which Bertolucci I have some feelings about that are not positive, but yeah, fuck that person. Yeah, he's like, I mean, you know, they, he and Marlon Brando raped a woman, basically. Bad, very on, bad. On Last Tango in Paris, because there was a scene where. Uh, uh, the character was basically raped and they didn't tell her that it was going to happen. So she wasn't Whoa. penetrated, but they set it up in the way so that she would have a, like a real reaction to what it. The fuck? So like Marlon Brando, like, you know, basically like for, he forces himself on her, like holds her down and it's the iconic scene with some butter. So anyway, it's really terrible. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not condoning Bertolucci. The Dreamers is a different movie that I do like, though. Okay. Um, Les Chansons de Moore has no problems with it. Woodrock also. <laughs> That's a good one. And it's a musical. So, anyway, back to it. Uh, oh, okay. So, I have an Ethan Hawke line that I think is a contender for most Ethan Hawke line in the movie. God, is that I love virgins? No, it wasn't that one. <laughs> is it the one from later in the tattoo shop? No. Okay. So it's um, so I th think uh, Valentino. It's it's but we're back to the present. So Valentino is is sick, and uh, Salma Hayek is back at the donut shop. There's so many weird like time jumps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so she 
she sits down at the same table with Ethan Hawke, whose character's name is Nat, I believe, or mm-hmm. Nate. Okay. Um, let me I actually didn't catch his name. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. He's he's also just not in the movie for very long. Yeah. I think no, no he's like, not. Like it's like three, three scenes. scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his I name think is he Nat. Maybe has like four scenes, and one of them is not speaking. Right. Yeah. And like in that scene, he's only in it for like twenty seconds. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. He goes off when he's sitting outside the yeah yeah on the curb or whatever. Um, yeah, so his name is Nat, and, uh, he, uh, my, my quote of his is, uh, tell him to come down to the shop, we'll make something beautiful together. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good pull. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just wrote down, I love virgins. <laughs> yeah, he did say that, like, right after. Okay. Yeah. So that's a different, yeah, that's a different, different angle. Vibe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Specifically in reference to the fact that, um. Gary did not have any tattoos, mm-hmm. and then, and then uh, Salma Hayek calls calls him a pussy, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, I love virgins. It's fine." Yeah, Salma Hayek sneaks. Uh, sorry, Mar- uh, what's her name? Mary Carmen. Mary Carmen. Mary yeah. Carmen sneaks Valentino out of the hospital for Halloween. Oh yes. And so the three of them dress up as the, the Supremes, and Salma Hayek is Diana Diana, Diana Ross, and there's a very fun lip sync scene out in like you know. New York Halloween in yeah, the streets. parade type thing. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, and there's just that wicked weird part where someone dressed up as the Grim Reaper yeah. just starts oh, following yeah. Valentino, mm-hmm. but that person isn't actually there, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, think, I thought it was just a person like, I think, in a costume. Yeah, I think it was a person in okay. a costume. But okay. I, I, and then they're like, so they're, the person, the Grim Reaper, is like sort of dancing with him, and mm-hmm. then you see him sort of like falter. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was uh, may or may not have been there, kind of suggestion of his illness, his demise. And then then (laughs) Gary tries to grab at him, but then they kind of get separated by the crowd. Well, because I think Valentino doesn't want to admit that he's sick or go back to the hospital. And this is kind of like where the movie transitions from... Like, I was curious where it was going for... And this is maybe like 45 minutes in the movie, so Mm -hmm. about halfway. Yeah. Like, okay, what is the conflict like i get that he's sick but we're not quite seeing it yet and this feels like much more of the transition where okay now we're dealing with his actual illness and him basically worsening over time but also like this very complicated dynamic between gary and mary carmen over like how to best care for valentino as he's essentially dying Mm -hmm. um and also the fact that they just don't get along with each other because they see each other as basically competition yeah, yeah yeah But, yeah, I think this is really where it starts to, to kick up. Right. Mm-hmm. It goes from lighthearted, just, oh, we're all making out, to, well, someone's dying and we're not making out anymore. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then he's being interviewed for, there's that weird scene mm-hmm. where he's being interviewed about, like, being homeless or whatever, and he's just, like, standing with, like, lipstick Yeah, because he lips. still has his makeup on from the Supremes yeah. outfit, a costume, and, but he's taken off the dress, right. and he's just, you know, shirtless in New York again. There's a lot yeah. of uh, places Thomas Jane finds in this movie yeah. to pop yeah, that yeah, shirt yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when he's dancing. Yeah. yeah. There's also very, I don't know if either of you got this, but it, it might just be the bone structure as well, but with the smeared uh, makeup. Mm-hmm. Very Heath Ledger Joker vibes, oh, yeah. especially oh, with the, yeah. the mm-hmm. with the hair going yeah, yeah, on. The I'm hair like, was, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, hang on, yeah, Thomas Jane could be, yeah, it's true. Yeah, we don't know what that Robert Pattinson movie is going to be about yet. So. Again, I'm so sorry, I've derailed us on the Batman. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, right. I'm a fucking monster. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, so Valentino has to go back to the hospital because he yeah. is sick, but then they do actually let him out at a certain point. So they're back, they're at this apartment that um, Gary got for them, I believe. And they're all sitting there, they're watching TV. Um, but then Gary and Mary and Carmen get in a big fight, like you mentioned about the, you know, how to care for him. Yeah. Um, because uh, he hasn't really, they haven't really been like feeding him the healthiest food. Yeah. Um, which is hard because they don't have a lot of money. Right. Um, and so they're fighting about money a lot and also how to care for him. And then uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Valentino, gets really upset. And I think this is like maybe the most acting we see from him in this movie. Mm. I think he's kind of subdued in a yeah, lot of this movie. Yeah, he's either like making out or dying. Yeah. yeah. He's just kind of singular most. sexual energy in this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but he does kind of blow up in this one scene because they won't his two partners won't stop fighting so and he also has no idea where his dog is yeah and he doesn't yeah, know where his dog is that, yeah. yeah um he's so he blows i forgot what he says but he's like uh well, oh, nothing's ever going to be the way it was never it's never going to go back to the way it was and then uh and then he's talking to thomas jane he's uh gary he says uh, how do you think you can take care of me you can't even take care of my dog so yeah rodney's been missing yeah there, there was also like a little nugget dropped right before they go to like this scene of them at home mm-hmm. where uh, D'Onofrio, Valentino, he's talking to the nurse in the hospital mm-hmm. um, and he asks her, do you have a family? And she says, yes. And she responds she's like, do you? And he says, yes. And was this where they plant basically, I mean, it's it's what happens, but that Mary Carmen is pregnant with his kid? I didn't think so. I think he just meant that Gary meant and Mary Carmen were yeah. okay. his family. family. Okay, gotcha. Because I kind of got the feeling that he didn't know. I don't think he ever knew. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and I think that when that is, when that is planted is actually when he's back in the hospital a little later, and then Mary Carmen goes, she, like, chugs a whole, like, quart of chocolate milk and then yeah. goes and vomits. And, you know, anytime, it's like Chekhov's gun. It's, you know, Chekhov's woman vomiting in a movie. Yeah. Uh, anytime a woman vomits in a movie, she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anytime a woman vomits in a movie, the gun has to go off. <laughs> yeah. Um, or it's like an alien movie, like Aliens, and someone's vomiting because they're about to have something burst out of their chests. True. Which, in a way... Giving birth. It's like, yeah. yeah. So actually, I stand corrected. It's exactly the same thing. Uh-huh. So yeah, then Gary does end up getting a tattoo from Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke, uh, sorry, Nat, um, tells his story about how his grandmother had a tattoo from being in a concentration camp. And yeah. he talks a little bit more about his, his being Jewish. And he calls him a fucking goy, which I just, sure I don't believe that Ethan Hawke is Jewish. And I felt really inauthentic coming out of him. That's sure. That's just how I felt. In that moment. He does deliver like a wonderfully tender line though. Yes. Where like yeah. he basically grabs Gary by the face and is like, what does he say? No matter what you do, love your work. And like yeah, leans yeah, in closer yeah. and is just like, love it. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. There was a surprising amount of, I think, heart in that. Mm-hmm. Especially in this part of the movie where it's getting so fucking serious. Like there aren't any light moments anymore. I was yeah. like, oh, that's sweet. Ethan Hawke coming in is like potentially the emotional crux of this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's yeah. a good contender for Ethan Hawke line. Yeah, yeah, I wrote yeah. that one down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Then we get to a sax player. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. And he's playing Danny Boy. That's the song that he was playing. Oh, okay. And and she can't figure it out. But I think she's just been drinking and she's pregnant and yeah, she's Mary smoking. Just, she's there's a lot going she's on. Yeah. 
And so, and she's just sitting there on like a train depot station or something. And, and this guy's playing Danny Boy on the sax. And she turns to this other woman and is like, what is this song? Do you know the song? And the woman's just like, fuck you, yeah. weirdo. Yeah. Also, that sax player is definitely not playing the sax. That was definitely dubbed oh, in. Oh, yeah. Because you <laughs> cannot see his fingers moving at all. Yeah. And even like the first thing he says to Mary Carmen, it's like, what's wrong, baby? Or something yeah. like that. It just does not sound like it was recorded on location at all. Like, it doesn't right. sound mm-hmm. the same as Mary Carmen. I'm like, oh, boy. There are yeah. some decisions made here. Yeah. And then she, she calls him. They, and she calls him from a payphone to another payphone. I think that's interesting that they, like, know that. She calls Gary, Gary right? Yeah. That's right, because he's in the arcade, mm-hmm. which I guess is like a spot it's, for him. Yeah, I think it's a place where yeah. they hang out. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so she calls him there and then uh, asks him to take her to the clinic because right. she's she thinks she's pregnant. And yeah. so that means a lot of things. It means that she is uh, very possibly has HIV because she's been having sex with Valentino. And... Um, uh, is also pregnant with his child and he's dying yeah it, so this this movie well because you mentioned this was what 99 mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting watching it just because you know uh they never outright mention hiv they never outright say yeah they AIDS. don't the closest they get is like i might be positive yeah and that's it uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like granted we all know what the subject matter is that mm-hmm. like okay well he's clearly dying of aids yeah it's never spoken though like i don't know if that's the movie assuming that the audience will know what's going on or even like still this is just the late 90s and mm-hmm. we don't outright talk about it yeah like we sure. can we can reference it indirectly but it we never actually say the damn word it is a post-rent world though Rent right was 95 but it's just post-rent right so yeah but this is taking place in the is it taking place in the 80s, though? Um, I'm not totally sure when this takes place. I kind of felt like it was the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. yeah. It definitely feels a little ambiguous. Yeah. Because, like, the, you know, like, it was during Reagan's mm. uh, presidency when things were, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really kind of happening, and people were really talking about it, and they are mm-hmm. like, you know, criticized. Because, basically, Reagan kind of, like, refused to yeah. acknowledge that AIDS, it was happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so, so it was like, it was a well-known thing at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. It was just something that people weren't talking about. Well, certain people weren't talking about. Right. Yeah. Like, it's clearly an issue, but we don't want to actually Yeah, right. Because it's affecting it. people yeah. that we don't care about. You know, it's affecting yeah. LGBT people. It's mm-hmm. affecting yeah. black people. It's affecting. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, just it's super interesting that they don't ever outright say it. I was yeah. like, this is... Yeah, and the other but thing I is... Because I, I wonder if that's possibly like true to what it would have been like, is that it's yeah, such, a, yeah. such mm-hmm. a terrible thing that it's so prevalent and so terrible that you don't need to say it to know. It's the Voldemort it's, problem, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, the other thing that I thought was interesting where I wasn't like totally sure at first um, whether or not he had AIDS was because usually in, in movies, the way that they like show people getting AIDS is like lesions. Like that's that's usually the first thing. Like there's a cough and then there's lesions, and that's kind of how historically that's been shown in TVs, TV and movies. So um, I wasn't totally sure that's what it was at the beginning. Got it took it. me a while to get there. Got it. Yeah, and I know movies have always been kind of not great, especially with depicting illness, mm-hmm. to just going for like the most visually obvious things yeah. and then ramping them up to yeah, yeah, yeah. like eleven, just so everyone is like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, he's. I can see he's dying, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, instead of just kind of like withering away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know movies have done this with like cancers too, where it's like mm-hmm. 
they look like they're falling apart from like radiation sickness or something like that mm-hmm. it's like but hang on it not everyone it works differently yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 um yeah i'm trying to think actually um of uh, other movies about aids around the same time i'm thinking philadelphia was That's 1993 yeah so that would have been before this and that was very explicit mm-hmm. um Anyway, uh, oh, okay, so Gary takes Mary Carmen to the clinic, um, right. and but he leaves before she's done because he just says he has something to do, but he goes outside and he thinks he sees Valentino, and he follows this guy into a church, and he's kind of in the church for a while. Yeah, because he follows the guy because he thinks it's... Yeah, yeah. but then he, he touches his shoulder, and right, yeah. he turns See, around, it's and it's not him. him. And this is like a very classic movie trope, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You chase something, and you end up in some religious place, usually always a church, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay, well, something sent me here for a reason, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a few... This isn't exactly one of them, but there are a few moments of, like, slightly surreal things that happen that yes. I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. because... There's one where the flashback with Salma Hayek's character, because uh, both um, uh, Gary and her character have their own flashbacks of how they met Valentina. Mm. Because her starts with, like, she's looking out the hospital window, She's looking right? out the hospital window, and she sees her and... Valentino, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you see all three of them, the yeah. current her and the past them in mm-hmm. the same shot. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of slightly like surreal mm-hmm. and then there's a scene where he's getting interviewed where gary's getting interviewed by the tv oh, yeah. reporter about homelessness or whatever mm-hmm. and the tv's on the background because he's standing in front of like a tv store that's and that's right. the thing and the tv's in the background are showing at first it's, it's just regular of, stuff and mm-hmm. then it's him it's like his thoughts because he doesn't want to yeah. talk to her mm-hmm. out loud but so then everything he's thinking shows up as him on the tv screens but also there's some of uh valentino yeah, saying she asks like, oh, can you at least tell me your name and then valentino comes up he's like right. it, yeah. yeah yeah this one's kind of weird because they do so many different surreal like approaches mm-hmm. that never are repeated mm-hmm. so like each time they happen i was a little confused as to like what exactly is this? Granted, after a few seconds, you're like, oh, okay, clearly these TVs aren't actually on, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, just, like, I guess in terms of, like, the visual language of how to depict the surreal, it's not quite supernatural, but the surreal, I was like, we're definitely playing with some different ideas, but you mentioned something that uh, they experience them differently, right? Like, Gary has his set and she has her version, which I didn't pick up the first time, but it could very well just be like a stylistic choice of well she sees herself and he's like a voice bubbling through the tvs essentially mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so it cuts again to a few months later and she's <laughs> yeah she's uh, noted she's visibly pregnant mm, yeah. um and they're in the hospital with him his his long hair is gone it's just he just has short gray hair now mm-hmm. He looks um, like Vincent D'Onofrio. He again. looks like Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio, the yep. one we know. Yeah. Um, there's but, a there's a profile shot of him laying in the bed with the uh-huh. short hair, and I'm like, oh, you look just like the Bug Man. You look mm. just like Men in Black Bug Man right oh, now. Oh yeah. For a second, I'm like, I'm scared now. Yeah. That's such an intense, and like, kind of underrated performance. Oh, it is a performance. Because it's so physical and yeah. so distinctive too. Like everything he does, like the way he moves his body. 
is so unique to oh, like it's that. burned into my brain forever yeah like seeing it as a kid i'm like, like that's freaky as shit and everything like obviously a lot of it's like makeup and stuff but like a lot of it's just the way he moves his body mm-hmm. and the way mm-hmm. he talks and moves his face like i think it's like kind of amazing as far as performances go yeah and now he's lying in a bed yeah speaking of men in black though there was at that halloween parade yeah, there was a true. quick scene yeah, of yeah, yeah, two yeah. guys dressed as uh, men in black agents yep. and they yeah. have the, the little ray guns which i was kind of thrown yeah. like when did the because uh, i know it was a tv series as well but like when did the movie come out the original this mo- oh men in black yeah like the one with will smith, will smith? and yeah 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 tommy lee jones yeah um, or no was it a comic was it a comic before because it's based on something you know what? I actually don't know prior to the movie. Because it's... I always it's, assumed... It's, uh, it is based on... Like 97. Adapted? Okay. 97. So, it could be one of those things where even though the uh, this movie is... Velocity of Gary is taking place in the late 80s, um, early 90s, that uh, it's just an anachronistic reference. Yeah. yeah it happens. Sure. Like, Rent. We've been talking about Rent a bit today. It uh, has... Uh, a reference to something that happened in the 90s, but Rent actually takes place in 89. Right. It's, yeah, it's just a little continuity mm-hmm. errors, but yeah. it, I think because the time here is never like explicitly said, yeah, it, it does put you as a viewer like, okay, this is the past and this approximate era. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's comic books based on a comic book. Interesting. I didn't know that, actually. Hmm, I didn't um, know that either. From... Is it, like, really old? Is it, like, 60s, 70s, like, kind of pulpy comics? Oh, no, it's actually shortly before. It was in the 90s. Mm, Okay. had a short six-issue run from 90 to 91. Yeah, so I would guess the references to the movie just based on the Yeah, also, I don't know, because it it was clearly, like, there's the black age and the white age, and I don't know if that's in the comics. Oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. And, and yeah, there's a lot of things that distinctly look like the movie. Yeah, even down to the design of, like, the guns and the little forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the... Yeah, I kind of think the original, it was too, kind of looks like it was two white dudes. So it was probably, it, yeah. I think it was a reference to the movie. But um, yeah, they're basically in the hospital. And this is like mm-hmm. pretty much the end-ish of the movie. Yeah. Um, he dies. Yeah, he dies. And so, but there is the nurse, ugh, it's like so tragic. The nurse goes and tells him to like take a break, you know, yep. get some coffee, take a walk. Because you can't be there all the time. Yeah. Um, but... Um, but so they go, and they both they both feel it. They, the way that they show it in the movie, or is that they have the that breathing sound from yep. the beginning of the movie. They bring it back, and so at that moment, like Gary drops his coffee, and Selma Hayek turns her head too, and they both feel it when he dies because mm-hmm. they're yeah. not there. Yeah, and then she's she's kind of like like mad almost. She's like, why did he have to? this like yeah after all this waiting around waiting yeah around, like she's like mad at there. him yeah. right because yeah. there were two times before where she says the same thing where she says like oh why won't he just like, hurry up and die? Just die yeah 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 that's right actually yeah and then they um also if you're pregnant are you not supposed to drink coffee I don't think she was having coffee. He was. Okay, that makes But sense. also she was like she's drinking smoking and, and shit. Smoking, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Yep. Earlier. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew about drinking and smoking, obviously. I don't know. If I think caffeine coffee. is a yeah, thing you're not is... supposed to have if you're oh, okay. carrying. Yeah. yeah. Good to know. And fish. Yeah. So if, if you're ever huh. pregnant, don't don't drink coffee. Yeah. 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 Deal breaker. There's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of things you shouldn't do while you're pregnant. Uh-huh. I've heard that pickles and ice cream left a craving. That's just get. like a stereotype. That's just a stereotype. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah, after this scene, they basically have like a really 
touching scene between. Yeah, well, first they find Rodney when they immediately oh God, they right walk out Rodney. and Rodney's outside the hospital. Yeah, I also definitely thought because I think prior to this scene or somewhere tucked away in there, mm-hmm. you see some woman and she might have been from the beginning at some point. I don't mm-hmm. remember, I but don't she so, basically yeah. picks up Rodney, and I'm like, are we just seeing Rodney getting kidnapped? Now? Yeah, I thought that she was taking him home with her, but I think she was also homeless. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And yeah. and so she just had the dog with her, and they see her. They see her and the dog outside the hospital, and, and they take him with them. And she just lets the dog go with them. Yeah. Even though she had kind of adopted him. Yeah. At but. this point, it's just like everyone knows. It's just yeah. The Rodney's... dog knows where home is. Mm-hmm. It's true. But um, it's kind of amazing because Rodney survived a long time. It's yeah, over yeah. the course of several months. Yeah, Rodney I kind of thought of him as like a community dog. There's also one great scene where, like, Rodney goes over and sniffs what is the fakest looking oh, dog yeah. I have oh, yeah, ever seen. Oh, yeah, it's a dead dog. Dead dog. Yeah. They show a dead dog, and you think, oh, no, Rodney's dead, mm-hmm. and then Rodney walks up, and you're like, oh, right. this is some dog I don't care about. Yeah. And Rodney sniffs him and moves on. It's like, oh, okay. And, like, it's just thrown in there. It, yeah. Just no other context. It's like, all right, cool, Rodney's on an adventure, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the two of them are still living together. Yeah, Gary and... and they, yeah, Gary, Gary and Mary Carmen. Carmen, and they have a pretty emotional scene while she's still pregnant. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember what happens. I didn't take notes, but it was she, emotional. She There's has the a milk thing. Yeah. And oh, she has yeah. a great line where, like, they're both so frustrated. Yeah. And she's like, there's just so much shit. Like, they're both overwhelmed. And the line she drops is, I don't know how to undo myself from you anymore. Yeah. Which is amazing because these two, it, if they were in a cage match, would probably mm-hmm. beat the shit out of each yeah. other. But at this point, they are, like, kind of codependent. They, yeah been almost like rivals for so long they don't know how to not have that they did build a life together yeah Yeah. and she does tell him like oh it's not your baby but in a way it kind of is yeah 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 Yeah. and she has the baby and asks him to help her yeah kind of the end of the movie he has that line where he's like i want to be the father through very like broken tears Mm -hmm. and she basically like fake hits him for like 10 seconds straight like Mm -hmm. upset at him that it took this yeah right Classic um, classic movie scene. Someone hitting someone's chest until they collapse and cry and right. like get and then hugged. They're holding, you know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um also really good parallel. This this movie basically ends with like the kid right between them. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like a close up of the baby. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how two thousand one a space odyssey ends. I haven't seen that movie in so long. It just ends with the baby in space. Which, for me, that's a big enough parallel that the velocity of Gary is on the same level of cinematic importance as Stanley Kubrick's <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey. Hot take. Hottest take. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just, like, it ends there on a happy note despite all the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you get the idea that the baby's gonna be okay because she says, yeah. like, oh, the baby's gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And uh, I assume that the baby was not HIV positive at birth because they won't let her breastfeed. And so I'm assuming that Mary Carmen was HIV positive and the baby is not. Yes. So. Right. Yeah. Although Gary doesn't at all seem to worry about it, even though I think they... Yeah, I don't know. She addresses it at some point. Like, she basically says, like, if anything does happen to me... Yeah. No, but, like, Gary's not worried about himself. Gary, yeah. Sure. That's true. I I was wondering about that because I was like... You know, they, they had sex, right? Yeah. So we didn't see it, but I would assume yeah. so. Yeah. Huh. That's such a big plot holding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. 
I mean, it could have just been that it was like a time where they felt it was inevitable. Like there weren't really answers or, you know, there weren't uh, treatments yeah. or answers at that yeah. point. So it could have just felt like, well, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is shocking that Ethan Hawke is in this for, I think, a grand total of like seven minutes, if I counted correctly. Yeah. But the few times he is on screen, he actually does deliver like some wisdom to the characters in some small way mm -hmm. that seems to help whoever he's talking to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've had a few kind of supporting performances in a row. Like, I guess Newton Boyce, Newton he was Boyce, like he was part like of the a, ensemble. Yeah, it was an ensemble. Character, but then Great Expectations. Great Expectations was a main. Oh yeah, he was a main, sorry, you're right. He was the main character he of that movie. He was the main character, you're right. I guess I was thinking of... Search and um, Destroy. Search and Destroy, yeah. yeah. But Gattaca, he was a main character. Gattaca, main character, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's mostly a main character. He, We've done some recently where he was a supporting yeah. character, but he's mostly a main, mostly character. main character. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so I pulled up some reviews of the velocity of Gary. Well, I did not, oh I didn't hate this movie, but, uh, it was not very well received Seems at the like time. It. Yeah. What did they have to, what do they have to say about, uh, um, oh, also a quick note on the budget in the box office. The budget was 4 million and the box office was $34,145, which is Rough. devastating. Like, Oof. I don't you know that there's a movie that. Like, how do you only make $34,000 on it? But you had to try. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that it didn't make money, but it really yeah, did not that's, make money. Yeah, that's like, I've just, it's very, it's like shockingly low. So, yeah, okay, Roger Ebert had a, a real hot take. He said, the velocity of Gary proves once again that it's less interesting to see unconventional people express traditional values than to see conventional people express untraditional values. So he just thinks it's like kind of boring to see, you know, people on the outskirts of society just try to form conventional relationships. Right. Roger Ebert would rather see all of Steven Spielberg's, his redefinition of like, masculinity doing crazy shit like indiana jones right um no i don't think that's really what he means i think like uh he references two movies here um as examples of that but i've never heard of either of them which ones does he reference uh, happiness from 1998 okay. with oh uh, i've heard of this movie you have yeah um which seems to kind of be a, a movie about uh normal people with uh I don't know, tragic stuff going on. Um, so kind of about like, uh, exam I think he's more interested in examining, examining um, what makes like, quote unquote, normal people strange rather than what makes strange people normal. Got it, got it, got it. You know? Okay, that makes um, sense. Uh, the Village Voice, the review in The Village Voice by Jessica Winter was pretty harsh um she said she the last lines of this of her review are the paper doll characters exist solely to evoke our pity for a cut and paste job this sloppy they could have they could at least have given the actors messier roles to play okay wow uh yeah so those are really um big the the two main reviews i found mm -hmm. pretty pretty Negative. Yeah, that's rough. What did Ebert give it out of four? Two. Okay. So, not terrible, yeah. but not no boring. white fang. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I'll but never get over that. The thing is that there's very few reviews of this movie. Yeah. 
So that's considering it. The box did thirty six. Yeah. Yeah. Probably only critics went to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And only eighteen of them. Yeah. 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 So that was a movie. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to talk a little about Ethan Hawke and Vincent D'Onofrio's relationship. We t- I think we touched on this last yeah. week, but uh-huh. um, they've been in, they've worked on I think maybe eight movies together. Eight? Yes. That's a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they're so they're longtime collaborators. That's almost as much as or it's maybe as it's it's close to Ethan Hawke and Richard Linklater. Good number. Are they also that high? Wow. Yeah. Well, because Ethan Hawke and Richard Linklater have done the Before series. That's three movies. Three, yeah. Boyhood, Newton Boys, and uh, something, something, else. something else. Okay. Wow. Tape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heard okay. so much about that movie. So. Just well, can't wait to get to it. Coming up. Did, did like, D'Onofrio and... Oh, yeah. So, uh, D'Onofrio and Ethan Hawke were... They did the Newton Boys together. Right. Um, this one. Uh, ooh, um, so, they were within The Magnificent Seven recently. A couple, last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Vincent D'Onofrio directed The Kid, which starred Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he did this movie called Waking Life, which was like wait, semi-animated. Did you already yeah, mention that yeah. one? Oh, Richard Linklater, yeah. 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 Did you mention like, that one just now? Oh, sorry. I forgot to mention it just now. Yeah, but yeah, I have yeah. talked about it. Yeah. Before. Did the two of them like come up together? Did they know each other from like childhood? Or was it just like we just started working on a project know. and they hit it off? I don't know. Huh. Okay. But um, I have this really nice quote from Ethan Hawke about Vincent D'Onofrio. It's a little long, but I'm going to read it. Go for it. He says, every year you watch the Oscars and you watch this big showy performance and I'll lean over to my wife and say, it's so funny about acting, right? Most of the people who win these prizes are working with a world-class director, with a world-class cinematographer with the best, with Pulitzer Prize-winning screenwriter. They've got the best musician scoring. If you weren't good in those movies, you suck. But if you watch Criminal Intent every night, like, this is an Academy Award-winning <laughs> performance. There's no lighting, there's no writing, there's no plot, and this guy is fucking brilliant. And they're going to give it to some British dork? Jesus, it makes me crazy. That is such a choice quote. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that came from, I think, his... Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and Ethan Hawke went on Armchair Expert together on oh, Doc Shepard's show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the so, same time? Yeah, they were on together. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. now I kind of want to check that out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was good. So, yeah, long-time collaborators. Yeah, I think also Richard Linklater is the kind of guy who likes to just bring in people he's had before. Over yeah, definitely. Over. Like Matthew yeah. McConaughey is a good example. Mm-hmm. Jack Black. Uh, the kid from Dazed and Confused has been in a couple. That's yeah. always fun to see when you see like a director basically keeping the same crew or the same yeah. cast. And, yeah, like, like Wes Anderson does that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of who I was thinking of. PTA, um, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like sometimes they'll hold off on projects because this one particular person they want isn't available. So it's like, okay, we'll shelve it for two years. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to look more into those two. Because like I like Tanofrio for sure. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke is a new. Yeah. A new discovery for me. But um, he's got some good stuff. I definitely. <laughs> I, uh... Like I've definitely seen stuff. He's been. I know, like he kind of has done like a few horror things too. Oh, Sinister. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's done a couple. Okay, I saw and Sinister in theaters. Not really horror, but I love it. Is that the vampire one? Yeah. Sam Neill's in that one. Yeah, yeah. I love me some Sam Neill. Yeah, Sam Neill's great. Yeah. Um. Sorry, it's my typing. It's so loud. Is it really? Yeah, it's really loud. <laughs> I'm it's trying to do it quietly. It doesn't matter. If you're doing it on the table. Anything on the table is. Oh uh, yeah. Good point. Um. So, do you have something to share with us, Jonathan? 
Like a hawk fact? Yeah, like a hawk fact. Kaka. You want to try your hawk noise? Do I just do that yeah. noise? Or whatever you want. Whatever you, whatever think, a you think a hawk sounds, sounds like. like. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. good. That's good. Thank yeah. you. Thank Better you. than mine. Thank you. Well, so I was thinking like, you know, we've we've got some 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 homosexual relationships in this movie. And I wanted to see homosexuality in birds. And there's a Wikipedia article helpfully titled List of Birds Displaying Homosexual Behavior. And there's a very long list of birds. Very long list. Like I I cannot count it. But it's it's very substantial. What's on there? The no hawks. No hawks are on here. Whoa. We've got some we've got some uh um, Osprey or hawks. They're water hawks. Whoa. Didn't we learn that? Oh yeah. That was a hawk fact. That was one of my hawk facts. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact for you. But Osprey's not. If on you here. didn't know that, Osprey Whoa. are hawks. Okay. I learned something today. See, we're actually learning about hawks in this. Yeah, this is great. Not just Ethan, this but hawks great. the bird. Yeah. Oh, there's there's a bird called the European Shag. Fuck of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of Fuck course they're yeah. getting down. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Go <laughs> pick something at random. The blue-bellied roller, another good one. Nice. Mm. Uh, there was one that I really liked. Oh man, the bald eagle. I don't know. Cockatiel. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. All right. There's a chicken one, I think. The chicken. Chilean flamingo. I mean, that sounds like cool. A- a urban dictionary entry right there. That even sounds like Cliff a wicked swallow. cocktail you could get. Okay, Cliff Swallow. That's straight up gay porn name. Um, wow, yeah. Musk Duck. We got 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't. Check. Uh, yeah. Musk Duck, that's another one. Who is naming these fucking birds? They're naming themselves. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, but I think European Shag might be. Not their real name. <laughs> wow Bring that's it a good all one back. that's a good satin one satin bowerbird damn these do birds just like have like these fabulous fucking names and i don't know about them yeah these are great but anyway true to form i knew i had to find a hawk fact nonetheless so i looked into the velocity direction mm. and i found velocity top flying speed of a hawk According to speedofanimals.com. Very, very reputable source. Website. Very reputable. Yeah. Uh, 121 miles an hour. Is that in in a dive? Yeah, it di- top diving speed. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. Diving That's speed. very quick. Yeah, but they are... Uh, what is it? Red-tailed hawk, 120. Yeah, red-tailed hawk. This is another source that's the same thing. About 120 miles an hour. Um, but the fastest bird, because I can't just drop. No, we need the biggest we one. We need the biggest one, of course. The yeah. highest number. Yeah, which is the peregrine falcon. Yep. Not a hawk, but uh, similar. Peregrine falcons are fast as fuck. 240 miles an hour, top yep. speed. That's fast as fuck. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. So fast. That's very fast. 240 miles an hour is their top speed. It's insane. Could you imagine, just roll with me here for a sec. Could you imagine like being a bird, right? Yeah. Like you don't know what fucking kind of bird you are. You're just in the nest and you're hungry. And growing up and, you know, like, okay, I leave the nest. I'm a bird. I'm a hunter and I can hunt things. And then, you know, just some natural instinct is like, let me dive at this, at this food I want. 
and then you realize when you dive, you go fast as fuck. Yeah. And then going, hang on, let me do that faster and faster and faster. And then you're just diving at like 240 fucking miles an hour to eat shit. Like that's wild, right? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Do you think do you think peregrine falcons feel like hot shit for being able to dive that quickly? I mean, the way they look, they look like they know they're hot shit. You yeah, know let, me, what I mean? let me lean and see. Yeah. Look at look at this face. Yeah. This is the face of a bird who like You know what? I I like that the beak is like a little bit restrained. It's like, you know, this isn't the biggest beak, but yeah. I'll fly so fast I can punch through you probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Wowie. Okay, that's a scary picture. This is a picture of like it looks like the bird is about to attack the photographer. Yeah. Um, it's just the bird coming in, like the wings and part of the legs are outside of frame, and it's just blue sky in the background. I'm pretty sure that photographer's dead. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. But they got the shot of a lifetime. Ooh, grizzly. Uh, yeah, that's anyway. Some, yeah, yeah. So that's your hot fact for the day. 120 miles an hour by Teltalk. Fast as fuck. I mean, 240 is crazy, but 120 is still, that's still really fast. That's still yeah. fast. Yeah. I don't think I've gone that fast even in a car. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you'd have to no, really push You'd have the, to be out in the middle of the nowhere to do that, too. Yeah. Like, I've gone fast, but not that fast. Or on a racetrack, fast. I guess. Yeah. 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 And uh, I will neither confirm nor deny whether that was on, like, public streets. <laughs> Sounds like you had criminal intent. Bum, 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 bum. I've been waiting to make that joke since the Catherine Irby episode, mm-hmm. and I got my second chance with Vincent Jonathan. You did it. You did it. Thank you. By the way, since you asked which bird I would be, I would clearly be Cliff Swallow. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. I love it. I'd be Big Bird. Nice. Huh. The King ultimate penguin. hawk. A lot of gay penguins. Running the street. Not enough gay hawks. Well, this has been real fun. <laughs> We learned a lot. We did about birds. Sure did. Always, Ethan. Criminal intent sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Ethan about himself. Vincent D'Onofrio's insane long hair. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Ethan Hawke's crazy face tattoo. We referenced far too many comic properties. Also, Rent several times. Yep. And yeah. I'm gonna take the blame for one and a half of those. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Deepest apologies to everyone for mixing up Spider-Man two and three. Yeah, I'm that was still rough. thinking about that. Yeah, but we forgive you. Yeah, I I think I need to do some deep soul searching now mm-hmm. and just probably... do deep rewatch. Not too. You're right. That's actually the answer. Yeah. That's actually the answer. It's easier, painless, yeah. and it'll it'll absolve your sins. Ah, excellent. Yeah, it's like uh, when you go to confession, they tell you how many like specific prayers. <sighs> how many Spider-Mans? Did right. You, yeah. You're the one telling me like watch Spider-Man two six times, Spider-Man <laughs> three twice, and. Um, <laughs> And, you know, just ignore the Andrew Garfield ones. Although, if you feel really guilty, watch Spider-Man 3 six times. Oh. Spider-Man 2 only twice. Oh, I don't think I was that bad, yeah. was I? Uh, oh, Hail no. Mary Jane, full of grace. Oh, that was good. No, I hate myself. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Thanks, Gio. Gio I got the thumbs up from Gio, so. Hail Mary Thomas Jane. All right, how do we close this bad boy out? Well, uh, my name is Harper. Plugs. You can find me at Harping About on Instagram and other places, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, um, uh, it's purely business. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm not going to plug all of my. Okay, I guess I will. Sure, you can I find I know, to yeah, I know. Really I need to post it. I know, I Do need to all. post it. Fuck it. Yeah, so I have another Instagram account called It's Purely Business where I post photos of business cards in front of the businesses. So Actually, that's really good. It's real cute. That's yeah, a good guess. Yeah, like it's it. cute. Yeah. No one follows me, but I don't care. It's for me. Yeah, so, it's a great account anyway. Um, you're welcome to. Well, okay, the people, t- two of the people in this room follow me. So 
Anthony, you're welcome to. I'm actually very intrigued. Great. Um, so, yeah, and uh, something I've been enjoying in pop culture outside of Ethan Hawke is uh, the new Taylor Swift album came out, and I can't say Love that her. I've been enjoying the whole thing per se, but I have been enjoying several songs from it quite a bit. Uh, Cornelia Street in particular would recommend. It's real. It's a real good Taylor song. It's the only one I felt like such a gross Taylor Swift hipster when I looked up the the credits and I saw that's the only song on the album she wrote by herself. Excellent. I was like, I knew it. Excellent. I knew this was just the best Taylor content. So anyway, I like that song a lot. Go check it out. Jonathan, where can the people find you and what have you been enjoying? Okay. You can find me on Instagram at John Zavaleta, J-O-N-Z-A-V-A-L-E-T-A. Yes. And that's pretty much it. Um, and the thing I've been enjoying, I've been listening to a bit of Al Green lately. Just feeling it, you know. Nice. That's a new new upcoming soul artist. <laughs> yeah. Al fucking Green. Yep. But one thing I have to get to, because I was trying to find the gayest bird on this <laughs> you list You are of really words, on a bender here, aren't you? On this, but I, massive oversight here, Okay. List of birds displaying homosexual behavior, and I missed this one. Okay. The Guinean cock of the rock. That's Is the that one. all one word? I'm going to need that one more time. No, no, okay, so it's Guin- Guinean, G U I A N A N, Guinean. Cock dash of dash. I believe it's pronounced Guinan. She's from Star Trek. I did it. I got Star Trek in. You're welcome, Hold on. You absolutely have to look at this motherfucker. Wow. Yo, that thing is that's orange as fuck. So Look at his like face. Oh my god, that's a gorgeous creature. Incredible, yeah. Yeah. Gotta throw that up on the gram. Damn man. nature. Yeah, you're I'm scary. gonna make it, Jonathan, your responsibility to collect photos of all of these birds that you've mentioned, okay. so that I can put them up on the Instagram because I'm not gonna I have do a, that. I have, a I have enough work bookmark to do. tab. Thank you. Called Hawk Facts. So. Um, and then what's the thing I've been enjoying? I already said you Al said Green. Al Green. Oh, and this bird, obviously. Yeah, this, bird. Yeah, this is my right. new favorite bird. Yeah. Right. Um, Anthony, where can the people find you? Do you have anything else to plug? And what have you been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawke? Excellent. All right. So, um, yeah, you can find me on the Twitter at Cuban Lopez. It's exactly mm-hmm. what it sounds like because I'm Cuban and my last name is Lopez. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, it see, finally clicked. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not just being a monster referencing some place I have no affiliation with. Um, yeah, so that's in, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, also one of the co-hosts of the Creature Compendium, which um, first season is done. On hiatus. Maybe season two coming to a podcast player near you soon. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you can find it on any of the major uh, podcast on providers. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what have I been enjoying outside of pop culture? Outside of Ethan. Outside Hawk. of Ethan Hawke. Um, Carly Rae fucking Jepsen. Heck yeah. Nice. She crushes it, mm-hmm. and I went to her concert a few weeks back. And my God, can she play a goddamn show? That was also my first concert ever, so I have no oh, frame wow. of reference. Yeah, 24 years old, first That's concert. That's so exciting. Yeah. That's a good yeah. way to start your... Where was uh, it? Uh, the Wiltern. Oh, good, spot. The good spot. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's a nice uh, kind of smaller venue. Kind of intimate. Yeah. I liked it. Because yeah. she's, she's, you know, she's a big star. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, but I don't think she could fill the Staples Center. We don't want yeah, her but to fill the Staples Center. She could do the Greek, maybe. Maybe, but they'd have to like close I don't know. I don't know. She could do the neighborhood was at the Greek. That's true, but I think the neighborhood has a, had their moment. Yeah, they, that was a moment. Yeah, 
Danny Brown open for the neighborhood. Yeah, that was really good. What a trip. That was, a, that was He was good. like 40 minutes late, but he was That's good. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Uh, no, yeah. I saw the concert and like big fan of the music, but I actually went online and found her set list mm-hmm. that she did. So I've basically been listening to that on repeat. Nice. And man, there's some, I'm finding some cuts I did not know before in that. Oh, it's, she did store, right? I feel like I saw it. I'm just going to the store, to the store. Sh- I'm just yes. going to the store. You may not see, see me, me anymore, anymore. anymore. I'm, I'm just, just going, going to, to the, the store. store. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's good. So good. <laughs> it's basically her dumping yeah. someone by just like, I'm I'm just going to the store. Yeah. Right. And it, oh, she's great. Yeah, she's amazing. She's great. We stand her. Yeah. We stand a queen. We stand a motherfucking queen when we see one. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got. Cool, because, you know, she could have just had her call me maybe moment mm-hmm. and then just had that be it. But that's, that was like, Six years ago, and one of my favorite things, like at this concert, you know, she puts "Call Me Maybe" up near the top. It was like her fifth played song. Mm -hmm. She did like twenty-two. I say like, but I know exactly how many songs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, she played it fifth, but you know, everyone that was there, you could tell they're like CRJ fans, Mm -hmm. so they're excited for "Call Me Maybe," but it's all the other like hidden tracks that they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. fucking fever and it's like all right th- these are good people here nice. this is this is a good crowd nice. but that's all i got that's what i've been into nice well thanks so much for coming on Hell the show yeah. with us um i'm just gonna share our social media for the show um you can find us at hawkeyes pod on instagram twitter facebook and tumblr i'm actually Whoa. maintaining the tumblr now and so that's a place reminders always the e between the hawk yeah and the eyes is shared. Yes, there's a shared E. Also, um, I feel like I neglect to mention this every week, so I'm trying to do that now. Uh, you can email us if you wanna, if you have anything to say, if you have any questions for us, anything you want us to address. Um, you can email us also at hawkeyespod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. So yeah, and that's that's about it. Um, good show. Thanks, thanks again for coming, Anthony. Hell yeah, thanks y'all. Um, this episode was produced by harper thompson and myself jonathan zavaleta it was edited by harper thompson and our intro music hawk song is written and recorded by connor vance